again, and welcome to the mana pool. I am working on my inflections. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could if I could get a laugh, and I got one, and I don't think it counts. Uh, we are the mana pool, long running casual magic podcast. I I've realized we're not really casual magic. We're everything but tournament magic. You know, but sometimes we do tournaments. But, We're well, going to a Grand Prix next month. So it's hard to get more tournament than that. That doesn't really count. That's sealed. I mean, we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, we're brought to you as always by CardShark.com, a better <laughs> way to buy and sell collectible card games. You should totally go there and totally buy some cards because they're totally cheaper than most of those other places. And also, I like pork. Anyway, I am Chewy, the lead dork here, and with me as always are some other dorks. Dorks, sound off. Hey, I'm Kento of Hard Rock, and if you know what that means, congratulations. Uh, you know 80s cartoons, like early 80s cartoons. Uh, I'm the lead rambler. My real name is Brian. Um, I don't wear orange, uh, and I'm going to talk so much. If you think you know what that means, well then, good, because get ready. Mike? <laughs> My name is Mike. I am... Uh the rules guy and game lore guy, and my arch nemesis is in the room. Not really, but you'll understand when he introduces himself. That bastard. And uh, I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group, and I hopefully am not Mike's arch enemy. <laughs> no more than usual. No more than usual. Except when Mike attacks me. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> And we are joined this week by a special guest, just because I hadn't... I was like, we need to get a good guest host. Nah, I talk to Clues all the time. Oh, wait, Clues, Clues has never been on this show, so I fixed it. So, That's right. Hey, and, and and I'm Clues, and I'm here to DQ Mike. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> because Mike is bad at sleeves. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... We have clues. Clues, where are you from? I am, That's such a complicated question, Chewie. You should know better than to ask that. I'm From a magic standpoint, I'm mostly from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where I play at uh, Atomic Empire, which is a great shop in Durham, North Carolina, and you should come check it out. <laughs> so, but well, where? Did you plug, more like where on the internet? Plug number one. Sorry, had to get that in there. <laughs> uh, I'm contractually and this is all brought to you by pork. And is brought to you by sweet, delicious pork. Uh, no, I, uh, I am also from uh, a little podcast called Card Advantage, uh, and I occasionally guest host on Monday Night Magic, so, uh, I am just tickled pink to be here on the Mana Pool. Aren't you usually pink, though? Pretty much. I'm kind of, I would go with ruddy rather than pink, but yes. Um, <laughs> ah, someone's been reading their Tolkien. <laughs> All right, then. So, we have stuff to talk about. <clears throat> no time for nonsense. Well, there is always time for nonsense. Let's do... Then aren't we on the wrong show? Ah, you can't swear here, either. It's awful. We don't ever, We don't get to do anything fun. So, let's do the... Oh, damn. <laughs> Piss. Let's do the, the quick thing first. They announced uh, Magic 2014. And I believe we were all shocked by that? I, I didn't even see it coming. They were, like, announcing. I'm like, what could they possibly be announcing? In the middle of get crash previews. I know, right? They're like, by the way, don't get used to this crap, because in six months you got more crap. I was like, what? 
<laughs> but the uh, let's see, the pre-release is July 13th and 14th. It comes out on July 19th, July 29th on Magic Online, and uh, yeah, there is no Rosewater listed for design or development, which I find kind of funny. Usually involved in corsets. Hell, I don't know. Dude, he's he usually involved in everything. <clears throat> yeah, so. he used to be involved in everything all the time, forever. So I just thought I'd, you know, throw that out there. He's eased up a bit, and he's busy podcasting and things. Hmm. But yeah, and the art <clears throat> has a uh, well, olive oil. As somebody tweeted uh, the words "olive oil" with a link to this picture, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and I forgot to tell you about that, Mike. That's hilarious. Might I'm glad we, made, glad we made a good impression on someone. Oh, it was Tosis, okay. Might not have been. Now i got to scroll. Now i got to go find it because it was too funny. I find the art interesting because Chandra appears to be crashing a gate. <clears throat> Perhaps a gate to a certain type of maze, even. The, Who knows? Chandra's busting out all over. Wow. It was Tosis. Ah. Is, is she wearing a single knee pad yes. in that artwork? That, she's wearing a single knee pad. So many she weird. She ha- I, there's something that I noticed about this art, and then I listened to the latest episode of Monday Night Magic. Um, and they, <laughs> and I knew there was something off about the art, and then when they're talking about it, I'm like, that's what it was. And that it's that she doesn't appear to have any hair. Um, like at all. Usually she has some, and this time no, unless she's got it like up in a bun and you can't see it. And Shauna doesn't strike me as the, you know, bun type. And Chewie made some comments on that show that I'm not going to repeat here. Um, as far as planes walking gives you cancer? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame. The more people that know, then the more people that know. We need some colored ribbons. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, I like the picture. It's I like, something... I, it's it's different because before I've never seen her in chainmail, like as in like sort of, I guess decked out for battle. Of course, why she's going into battle with high heels, I'll no, I'll never know. Well, you know. Yeah, she's not the only magic card to do that, though. It is somewhat troubling. I'm looking at you, Archangel of Strife. And somehow, even though she's covered in chainmail, it doesn't matter as much. <laughs> Ah, and somehow, even though she's covered in chainmail, she's the, the the midriff is still sexy. How does that work? Huh? Takes a special person, I guess. I guess special artist, or I'm a pervert. You know, whichever. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that. She's holding some sort of weird thing. Well, she's not holding. She's got some sort of weird like. Fire baby, I don't know what's going on here. She's a strange kid. She's got the, the bomb. She's got the goggles, and they do nothing. It looks kind of like a Metroid bomb, <laughs> just a little bit. <clears throat> anyway, so that's that. Uh, the other quick thing, well, or another quick thing. The uh, you guys remember the fan kits? I didn't. <laughs> Barely. The fan kits are a bunch of. Uh, what does it say here? High-res art, wallpapers, textures, logos, and everything you need to make a website themed to your favorite guild. And so, yeah, there's a guild fan kit page. They've got new ones with Gatecrash, 
and so there's new pictures and stuff. And if you want to have some pretty art uh, from Gate Crash, then you should go check it out. I'm I'm sure it's great. I haven't checked it out myself because I don't really care. But if you're looking for man, if I just had a picture of this in high res, I could do something. And there you go. They might have it. You never know. Well, you will if you go look. Anyway, I'll put a link. I'm not copying these links down. Damn it. <laughs> History recently. Ta-da. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, that's that. Now, what's the last new thing? Duels of the Planeswalkers 2013 has its third and final. Third? Yeah, third and final deck pack. So this one has the Demir Guild called Rogue, or the Demir deck called Rogue's Gallery, which I haven't actually looked at yet. Crafty Path Mage. What? Crafty Path Mage would probably be really awesome in a uh, Demir deck. Guys? Yeah, yeah, we hear oh, you. Okay. I just don't have anything to say about that. Nothing. I'm sure it would. I also don't have anything to look at. I'm fumbling around. You also haven't been losing links to what you've been talking about in the chat, either. Yahora yeah, went I, over what we were going to talk about like eight times. I'm afraid I was still reading the EULA for downloading a fan kit. Yeah, don't don't read that. You'll die. Because there's a freaking EULA to download a fan kit. <laughs> Wait, wow. Yeah, like you click on one of these and it immediately pops up a EULA. Telling you what you can and can't do with it and how they'll sue you if you don't comply. Nice. Yeah, I mean, they'll try and resolve it first, so it's kind of nice that way, I guess. <laughs> but still, it's a eula for the fan kit. My excuse is that my wife and child are being really loud. Fair enough. I didn't want the, the listeners to be listening to it. Mm. The There's a barren spite in this deck as an unlockable. Whoa. That's cool. So Baron Spite, because I didn't know, two a blue and a black sorcery. Choose two target creatures controlled by one player. That player chooses and sacrifices one of them and returns the other one to its owner's hand. Hmm. So for four That's mana, cool. you get to kill a creature and bounce a creature in one card. Hmm. What is that, invasion? That's really cool. But for the... Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a Laquatus's champion, a Grim Grin. Holy crap! Oh, Grim Grin, that's awesome. Rexiel? Ashling the Extinguisher? Really? Really? <laughs> Another Baron Spite? Really? This is crazy. Like, the, the this deck you start with is kind of crappy. Well, I guess it's not so bad. It just didn't do much for me. It's kind of hard to tell what direction... I guess the unlocks are going in two completely different directions. Yeah, they usually do, it seems. It's weird. <laughs> Well, that reminds me, you know how forever ago I said I was going to write the next uh, installment in that? I actually have the Jace, the first half of the Jace write-up, completely finished except for uh, uh, an end, like the ending and the final deck list. But everything else is good to go. Like, uh, everything's linked, everything's written, it's crazy. I just have to oh. sit down and write in, uh, a conclusion and figure out where the deck ended. Hey, speaking of stuff that you're supposed to be doing, Chewie, uh, you, you know how you uh, you mentioned you're going to a GP in the not-too-distant future? You remember at the last GP when you recorded a whole bunch of audio? Uh, I, I do not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I guess asking if you've done anything with that, that'd be a no, not so much? I, I got everything labeled finally. I had to go through and listen to who all was on each one so I could find them later. And that is, in fact, all I've done, because that took, like, an hour. Because I had something like a hundred audio files to have to listen to a few seconds of, and that adds up. To, like, an hour, apparently. 
to like an hour, apparently, yeah. But I really need to get that done before we go to the next GP. Yeah. And so I'm just going to have to set aside like a couple of days. I don't have a cut. See, the problem is with all the shows I do and all the MTG cast stuff I do, I don't have time to do hardly anything. And when I do, I don't want to do anything else. Like when we're, when we're done here, I'm not going to post shows or anything. Screw it. I'm going to go to the living room and sit down. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I really need to find some time to do that. But anyway, back to the decks. There's another one after the Demir one. It's really cool. <laughs> it is. And it's five colors. Yes. Yep. Has there ever been a five color deck other than the Nickel Bolas deck? No, that's <laughs> even that's it. Grixis. Has there ever been a five color deck on Duel? Seems like there was one once, wasn't there? I don't hmm. know. I don't, I don't know. This is really so, cool. This has six of the, the, the it's got four Terramorphic Expanse and two Evolving Wilds. That's a great way to make this work with basic lands. It's got Progenitus in it. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? It's a five-color deck. <laughs> I'm Don't. just saying, I think that's a first, right? Yeah, that, I yeah. mean, that's that's pretty balls to the wall. Yeah, even for a five-color deck. Double I mean, Wooburg. Like okay, listen to this, listeners. It's got a the creatures. There's there's only nine creatures, but holy crap! Broodmate Dragon, Child of Alara, Defiler of Souls, Buh, two Fusion Elementals, the eight eight vanilla guy for Wooburg, a Maelstrom Archangel, two Pale Recluses, which I'm guessing is mostly for the forest and plain cycling, because mm-hmm. he's kind of boring otherwise, and a Progenitus. So it's really only got seven creatures and a land search spell. <laughs> It's crazy. And there's other stuff in this deck. Holy crap, dude. Like, this this deck is not screwing around. It's also got four rapid growths and four cultivates, for God's sake. Like, they are yeah. not screwing around. <laughs> but take note that um, all of the mana fixing is limited to what's in the starting deck. There There isn't any more in the unlock. So when you're playing this deck and, and um, putting in more cards, don't, be careful about what you take out. There's no more? Not that no. I can see. Holy crap, that's a bad choice. I mean, it's got a lot to start with. You just uh, gotta be careful. That is a whole lot, a lot. So no coalition victory? That's a bad choice. I kind of expected a, uh, what's the one where you do last something? Stand. Yeah, I really figured there'd be a last stand. That would be cool. Dude, some of these cards, this is crazy. Wow. How many Maelstrom pulses are there? One... Two. So there's. It looks like there's two in the uh, unlocks. Yeah. The, I think the so. deck starts with three vindicates. What the hell? This is crazy. I like it. I cannot. I'm gonna go buy this like right now. Well, not right now because we're recording. But <clears throat> yeah. Very soon. Very soon. So let's see here. I like the death mutation. It's expensive, but <laughs> you're going to eat someone's creature. Death mutation. I can't remember what that is. Death mutation. Oh, there For it is. six of black and a green, destroy target, non-black creature, can't be regenerated, and put lots of little 1-1 one, one green sapling tokens equal to its converted mana cost on your on the battlefield under your control. What the hell is this from? Um, Apocalypse. Oh, no wonder I don't recognize it. It's also in Commander? I don't... Huh. Yeah, it's in one of the X. I don't remember that. Cool. It's probably in the uh, the Guru Gravespore deck. Oh, that guy that no one can pronounce. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's in his deck. It's in Gov's deck. 
Awesome. So, okay, then. That's the Duels 2013 Deck Pack 3. If you're into that sort of thing, you probably knew already. And if you're not, you, you don't care. So, moving on. But what else is there? Anything? That's it, right? Uh, I think that's it for the news. All right, then. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Clues. This yeah, has been yeah, the yeah. Manipool. <laughs> so what's next? Brian? Do you want to do a Mad Lib? Yeah, why not? All right. This one has a lot of participation, so we're going to keep things moving along. And I'm going to take the first one that I hear of anything. Um, everyone is encouraged to participate. Someone give me a creature type. Goblin. How did I know? Give me an aura. Uh, Light of fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Jam. These guys love their multiple word answers. <laughs> uh, give me a keyword. Flying. Um, vigilance. I heard flying and vigilance at the same time. I heard so, flying both. first. All right, flying. All right, give me a turn, step, or phase. Not Mike's turn, but, you know, Damn another. <laughs> but Mike's Before turn is Mike's turn. turn. <laughs> a, a, a turn, step, or phase? Correct, a phase or turn. Or a phase or step a phase of or the turn. phase or turn of the step. Right, a no, beginning a, a of fa- combat. A phase or step of the turn. What? <laughs> beginning of combat. Beginning of combat. <laughs> A phase or face of the thing would have. All right, give me a sorcery. Oh. Savage Twister. Uh, Dirk's still looking at a five-color deck. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, the, well, there was one time when Dirk was like literally like going down a spoiler list, and alphabetically, might I add, uh, <laughs> give me a legendary land. Caracas. No, no, that's not actually legendary. Yeah, I Is was going to say. Corhaven. It's not. Wait, Cor- isn't it? I don't Caracas know. Is, is, is Corhaven legendary? People, yeah, Corhaven is legendary, but Caracas is too. People play four because so you can draw one. Right. Caracas. Really? All right, give me an expansion set. It I'll is look legendary. it up. Yeah, I got it. I already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what'd oh. you say? A what? An expansion set. Legion. Oh, crap. Ah! Old school. Uh, give me a creature. No. Drainpipe vermin. Oh, he's a cute little rat man. Isn't he, though? He's so damned cute. Carrie was opening some packs the other day, and she that was the first one. She just kind of stared at it for a while, and she's like, is it Remy? <laughs> Give me a land. Like uh, any land? Any land. Herboric Tomb of Yagmoth. Oh, Lord. It's really long. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a legendary creature. Gabriel Can- Angelfire. He's not nearly as cool as the name would make him sound. Give me an incarnation creature. Valor. Give me a red instant or sorcery. Uh, no. Um, Lightning Helix. Hey. Close enough. It's red. <laughs> and an instant or sorcery. Uh, give me an incarnation creature. Terror. What? I know, it's not one. I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like it should be, though. It sounds like it should be if it wasn't already taken by another car. Terror, yeah. It'd be like the other terror. Or what was that? Erase, not the Urza Saga one. Like, terror, not the Alpha one. Okay, how about filth? Filth is good. Yeah, it is. This is not a family show. Give me an enchantment. Give me an enchantment. Enchantment, enchantment, enchantment. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. 
Clues is doing well. Give me a turn, step, or phase. Clean up. I still want to do Mike's turn. <laughs> Give me an equipment. Uh, crap. What's the, the the broken one? Mask of Riddles? Yeah, that works. <laughs> Mask of Riddles. <laughs> so what was the one I was thinking of? The broken one. The, uh, the Warhammer? The Fork of Doom? or No, the one that's like, the not the one that's unfair, the one that's actually broken. Skull Clamp. That's what I was going to say. Hey, uh, Mike, really, really quick question before we keep going. Is Gabriel Angel Fire technically a man or a woman? Yeah. Uh, male. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I've, I think I've accidentally forgotten about um, him before somehow when I've talked about angels being depicted as only female. I don't know how. That looks like a dude. Well, Gabriel's the sort of name where it could be either one. All right. Uh, give me an artifact. Skull clamp. Like Hippie town, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> give me a sorcery. <laughs> I got a mute. <laughs> Um, not terror. Um, <laughs> hand of death. Is that what it's called? What? Hand of death. Hand, hand of death? Gatherer. Yeah. I've hand never heard death. of this card before. That's because it was printed in, um, the portal set. Hand of death. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Well, that's a, that poor bear. Oh. What's it, what's it do? Uh, for a black and two, it's a sorcery destroy target non-black creature. Just kill a little bear thing. Could have just said it's a dark banishing. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it's a dark banishing. It's a sorcery. Uh, give me an. Oh yeah. Oop. Hey, Windows update. Go away. Uh, give me an aura. Vigilance. I feel like a really lame uh, uh, a person listening to a really lame cheerleader. Give me an aura. Aura. Give me a plane. Plane. Oh. White mana? <laughs> what is, um, what's that really? Uh, any, any plane? Any plane. Kamigawa? Sure. That's a plane. Kamigawa. I give Mike props for not just shouting out Ogratha. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give me an artifact with a converted mana cost of seven or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not it. What's his face, the plane walker? What's his face, the plane walker? That is not an artifact. Thank you, Dirk. Or a real card. Did you say what's the what's the plane walker? Who's the artifact? Who? There isn't one. Karn. There's there's Karn, but Karn the planeswalker is not actually an artifact. Correct. Well, he's an artifact. He's just not an artifact card. Oh, right. (laughs) Darn. Give me an artifact card. The converted mana cost of seven or more. Nope, Mike said Aladdin's ring like a million years ago. Aladdin's ring? Yeah. Okay. Clues, did you say eight. something? Uh, no, I was looking for one, but I, the one I wanted to use was too cheap. I, I couldn't use it. It was me. <laughs> Good for you for having standards. Yeah. At first All I right. started to say Xanthic statue, but no, its activation cost is eight. I think it give, me, five. give me an instant. Unsummon. I can spell... Uh, give me a legendary creature. Sorry. I didn't even think of that. It just came out of me. Give me a guild. Simic. Mike's guild. <laughs> give me a red or green sorcery. Sorcery. Um, Not lightning helix. Don't say savage twister. Not savage twister. You already used that once. How about uh, overrun? Um, give me a white enchantment. They don't make those. 
they used to. Oh, Back um, when magic was ob- good. Oblivion Ring? Oh, I like Justice better, but Brian didn't hear you. I totally didn't hear you. Give me a creature. Justice. Oh. <laughs> Justice. Not the Ice Age. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Wait, did you say creature? Okay, it's hard yeah. enough to hear people without all the joking. Sorry, did, did you hear, did you say creature? I said creature. Hand of justice, ha! <laughs> Got there. <laughs> Hand of justice. He taps for silly things. All right, I'm getting toward the end. Give me a land. Any land. Mountain. Damn, Damn. I was going to say forest. It, it is a land. It is a land. Uh, give me a turn, phase, or step. This is the last one. Why do you keep saying turn? Whatever. Give me a phase or step of the turn. Clean up. We already used that one. Oh. Filth. We already used that one. <laughs> Pre-combat main. Yeah, I closed. <laughs> Give me a legendary creature. Uh, Chandra. No. That is not a legendary creature. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I came up and I was like, no, that won't work. Uh, how about Kervek? Yay, he's Kervekian. Is he the Merciless? Yes. I believe he's the Merciless, yes. yes. He's without mercy. mercy. Give me a guild. Is it? Uh, Demir. No, that doesn't exist. Demir slash doesn't exist. Okay. Give me an artifact. Lux Cannon. Ooh, nice. I always want to call that thing the Deluxe Cannon. <laughs> As well you should. That's Give- only if it's got lettuce and tomato. Ooh. Oh. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. Screw you guys. Uh, give me an instant. I'm trying real hard not to make a Chick-fil-A joke. Oh. Uh, trumpet Blast? What? Trumpet is, is, Blast. Isn't that an instant? It yes. better be or it's completely worthless. Uh, it uh, is an instant, yes. Okay. Two, go, two to go. Give me a land. Take on a catch. Ooh, nice. And give me a creature. Which mall? Witchmaw? Witchmaw Nephilim. And Dirk is still looking at the necklace. <laughs> okay. Witchmaw! Sorry. Witchmaw! Right. This, uh, this Mad Lib is entitled Get Your Learn On. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dirk's going lo- to love this one, I think. <sighs> Sit down, goblins, and prepare, prepare yourself for another flight of fancying history class. I flying that you've all done the reading for this beginning of combat class. <laughs> As you all know, today we're discussing the savage twister history of Caracas. The country was founded around the time of legions by drainpipe vermin who were cast out from their native home of Furborg Tomb of Yogmoth. <laughs> <laughs> Led by the charismatic Gabriel Angelfire, whose valor and leadership lightning helixed his many followers. Damn. He set out to found a country of filth and rest in peace. (laughs) But such ideas do not come easily. Many cleanups were won by his trusty mask of riddles. In the end, he was victorious and the nation was founded. Three generations later, prosperity came when rich veins of skull clamps were a hand of death. <laughs> With such wealth, this was now the most vigilant nation on Kamigawa. 
<coughs> vast cities and great Aladdin's rings were constructed. Nothing lasts for, forever, however, and years of unsummoning spending, unsummoning spending by the new King Grizzlebrand caused economic collapse. Ultimately, the Simic clan used the overrun to stage a coup and reestablish the country as a military state. Laws were created by an Oblivion Ring tribunal and enforced by brutal hands of justice. <laughs> Under this rule, the surrounding mountains were subjugated. Only in last pre-combat main phase did they finally turn to a democracy <laughs> with, <laughs> with the election of Karabakh the Merciless. <laughs> <laughs> the representative of the Demir party. <clears throat> well, the Lux Cannon is about to trumpet blast. For next class, read the chapter on the downfall of Tectonic Edge by invading Witchmon Nephilims. <laughs> the end. Nice job, that was good. It didn't take very long for that story to take a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Gabriel and Angel Fire always dreamed of creating a nation of filth and rest in peace. <laughs> leading I mean, drain pipe vermin? Yeah, he was leading rats. So, Lightning you know. helixing his followers. <laughs> well, they were drain pipe vermin that were kicked out of Urborg. What does it say? <laughs> but I, for one, welcome our new leadership under the totally cool Caravac the Merciless, who is not going to kill us all, I'm sure. This is a democracy, damn it. Okay. <laughs> so. So. Hey, fellas. Why hey, is Gabriel hey. Angelfire an angel? His name oh. has angel in it. Why is he an angel? He's just a guy with wings. That's not an angel. I'm just saying. It's completely screwing the the only boy angel was the one in the weird set with the alternate uh, reality. And um, the Melissi Spirit. That's a dude? I We've had this conversation before. Melissi Spirit is totally a dude. Those are pecs. It's totally pecs. I can tell dudes and pecs, believe me. Uh, you know, if anyone else had claimed that, I'd be like, ah, but since it was you, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Mike can tell boobs from pecs. Believe him. So, should we... Wow, we've been... What time did we actually start this nonsense? Does anyone know? A little more than 20 past. Oh, okay. Should we go ahead and break for a second? It's up to you. Because once we get I'm, into the, the spoilers, we're not going to want to stop, are we? Probably probably not. Hmm. All right. Then, oh, what does that sound? Oh, huh? For some reason, my CD drive just started spinning out of nowhere. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> What's in there? Open it up to the surprise. <laughs> Yay! Free CDs. Awesome. Oh my gosh. So let's see. I I need to find music though, see? And I don't I don't have music yet. Maybe you should see what's on C D. It's the Windows C D. So. Oh. You, you could just loop the Windows startup noise. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh here we go, I know. So we're doing gate crash again, right? Right. Yeah, so how about hang on, wait. Yeah, this is awesome. Let's play uh, The Black Gate from Return of the King. Sure. And I can't remember who was the composer for Return of the King. For, for which one? Well, for the Lord of the Rings movies. Was it Howard Shore? Howard Shore. Howard Shore, okay. 
yeah, everyone this, loves Howard Shore. Everyone, well, they better, damn it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I say, someone's going to kick you on your teeth. So, this is The Black Gate from Return of the King by Howard Shore. I'm not writing this as I talk, no. Uh, this is not The Black Gate is closed because that one is not really interesting enough to use as a, as a clip. So let's listen to that for a second, or about 30 actually probably, and we'll be right back. So I just what said I feel like climbing a mountain and maybe falling down and then being reborn as a white specter and then falling down another mountain. Sounds awesome. (laughs) You shall not (gasps) pass. And he didn't. That's the crazy part. So real quick, I I read the Harry Potter books again and I watched the movies after I read them, you know, so I would read. I think I read the first two and then watch the first two and then Mm -hmm. I like that. So then I watched 1984 because it was on Netflix, and now I'm currently reading it again because I love 1984. I wonder if I should tackle the uh, Lord of the Rings. It's been it's been several years since I read those. I actually read The Hobbits uh, this summer in anticipation of the movie. Yeah. After I got out of after uh, my brother and I were walking out of the movie after seeing The Hobbit, we were talking about some things, and I realized there are quite a number of things I don't quite remember about The Hobbit anymore. There's also quite a number of things in that movie that weren't in The Hobbit, so... Well, yeah, I know, but... Yeah, okay. I'm talking about actual things that weren't in The Hobbit. Like, did you remember uh, Bilbo actually being Martin Freeman? Huh? Huh? <laughs> ah, yep, he's got me there. I didn't pick up on that subtext. Just saying. I love Martin Freeman. I saw The Hobbit, so did we all see The Hobbit except for Brian? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Damn it, Clues. Sorry. Ah, I have also not seen it. Nope. Still. That was sort of a given there. Dirk, did you I see it? I don't see movies. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, just checking. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. I uh, I really like Martin Freeman. I realize Martin Freeman plays Martin Freeman and everything he's in, but he does it so well. <laughs> anyway, people should watch Sherlock, uh, the BBC series where each episode is actually a short movie because it's a freaking hour and a half long episode. And they're they're really good. the The guy that plays uh, Sherlock Holmes in that is Benedict Cumberbatch, I think is his name. It's mm-hmm. he's got like the most British name ever. Benedict, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. And Benedict Cumberbatch is not only uh, Sherlock Holmes, but he's also the voice of Smog. Hmm. Except, yeah, I think I heard about that. Except I don't I don't remember Smog saying anything other than Bleh, you know. Yeah, nice. Well, so I was like, just, okay. Just like in the original one, they shot the entire movie in one, you know, over like a year. So I have a feeling this one was done probably over a year or something like that. So but they've still, shot his part. It's just that they haven't got to that in terms of the movie yet. Like, you'd think that once they got done, when they were putting the credits together, they'd be like, did he actually say anything? Because... You know when the credits first start to roll, they always give you, like, producer, director, and then a few key uh, actors? 
Mm-hmm. He, he was one of them. And I'm like, he didn't say anything, and if he did, it was what the hell. Well, maybe they're just um, they, have they decided like, to save themselves some trouble, and they're using the same set of credits for each movie. And that's terrible. They need to be smacked if they're doing that, because <laughs> it's not like they don't have the money to pay some people to go through the credits real quick. You know? I'm just saying. I don't think it'd be possible to go through the credits real quick when you're talking about a project that size. Look, if you turn 50 people loose on it, which I'm sure they can afford, it would be real quick. <laughs> so here's my butt. Now eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a family show. There is nothing not family, but Eat My Butt is very family. It's my family anyway. (laughs) So, what the hell? How did we get off on this? I'm sorry. This is probably all my I think this is firmly on your shoulders there, Chewie. Yeah, that's that's me. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. I spend so much time trying to keep Monday Night Magic on topic that I can't resist. (laughs) (laughs) So, gentlemen, how do you want to do this? Someone's going to have to send me the link because I can't find it. Link to what? To the spoilers. Part image gallery. There's the part image gallery. Uh, Two's gonna beat me to it. Two's gonna beat me to it. It's already there. All right. (laughs) I think we'll be able to remember um, what we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, Click click on click on the all cards option on the right, so that the colored cards the the mono colored cards show up first, and we'll just go down the line. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't heard last week's Mana Pool. I, I downloaded it, but I didn't have a chance to listen to it, because it was only posted, like, what, two days ago? Yeah. Only, like, two and a half hours long. Yeah. And so well, I have um, no idea what you guys talked about last week. Well, ba- why don't um, – well, then we'll tell you which ones are which ones we've covered kind of as we come to them, and uh, we'll let you know which ones are next on the list. Is that cool? Sure, yeah. And, and if I you see one that we've already covered that you have to, like, ooh, about, then – Then you know, jump right in, yeah. Yeah. All right. So – the one that we didn't do last week because it was in a different language and we weren't entirely sure if the translation was accurate is actually the first card here. Yep. So let's go ahead and knock that out. The Angelic Skirmisher. Skirmisher. Say it with me now. Skirmisher. It's a great word. It costs four and two white, and it's a 4-4 flying angel, and she's rare. At the beginning of each combat, choose First Strike, Vigilance, or Lifelink. Creatures you control gain that ability until end of turn. Damn! Wow. Yeah. Like, when would you ever not want to do that? Well, here's a pro tip, right? When it's not your turn, don't choose Vigilance. That would be correct. Holy crap, it yeah. says each combat. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, Dur- <laughs> and and Chewie learns to read the card. But yeah, you definitely every combat step. So how demoralizing is it for the opponent when you're like, all right, my turn, I choose Vigilance. Still got all my guys, your turn. At the beginning of your combat, I say Lifelink. Yeah, when Dirk goes combat, I'm like, first strike! Like, what? Either, either first, but I. The thing I can't get over is the lifelink, just because I mean that can be such a big swing if you have any number of of decent creatures on the field, where it can really turn any sort of stall into your advantage. And if neither player is really making any headway, you can just pad your life total all 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 day long. So yeah. This is this is one of these cards where as soon as you play it, it can start to put stuff out of reach, the, put the game out of reach of your opponent. And keep in mind, it doesn't matter if this card attacks or not. So you def- this is one of these cards that tells people, you know, this is good to play before you attack. There are some cards where you want to play them after you attack. This is one you want to play before you attack because then, even though she's not going to attack the first time, you can still say, 
blah, and just go ahead and get in there. So I know you guys are a, a casual podcast, and so you know tournament, you know uh, subtleties aren't necessarily your your thing. But I worry that this is yet another of those triggers that's going to be easily missed at competitive levels. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's that's I've heard some discussion about that lately between uh, the Magic Show. And uh, then there was a there was a follow up article by another judge on Star Sea Games, and I thought that article was pretty well read. And Evan's argument was kind of these feel the new rules regarding uh, triggers feel kind of sneaky, and it kind of uh, rewards you for for not really keeping your opponent in the loop as far as what triggers are happening. And the judge kind of came back and said, no, no. Um, this isn't really changing a whole lot about the way things work, and we're not trying to reward anyone for that. And here's how these rules would be applied. And so, you know, there's some, been some back and forth on that. Um, wasn't wasn't one of the notes in the um, from the director's chair article? Uh, wasn't one of the notes? Didn't one of the notes say that they're still working on like another improved? Oh, fix oh yeah, it? it it is still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not done yet. But I think clues is, is kind of getting to the fact that if your opponent has this card out and they go, all right, combat, and they start turning their guys sideways, then you can uh, make the point that perhaps they simply did not choose one of them, although it didn't really give you the choice. But because it's a beneficial trigger, I guess depends. Oh, wait, depend- hold it, hold it. I have to stop you right there. There okay. is no <laughs> such thing as a beneficial trigger. Okay. It is a non-detrimental trigger. Okay. Ah! It is a non-detrimental trigger, uh, which I, does that mean that it can be missed by the player that controls yeah, it? And, so and the, you don't have to back up to that point then. It, exactly. Yeah, it can be missed and there's no penalty. There's no infraction okay. that has occurred. Okay. So as the other person, you're kind of going, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. Uh, but at least from a pre-release standpoint, if not just a friendly play standpoint, but at least from a pre-release standpoint where the emphasis really is on, you know, bringing new players in, teaching the rules, things like that, uh, not a competitive REL, um, then it's, it's probably more encouraged to point out that yeah. You you should do that. So and and that is as Clues mentioned, that is a distinction between competitive and non-competitive REL. What does REL stand for anyway? Rules enforcement level. Aha! I and learned in, something today. And in fact, at regular REL, so like at your pre-releases, at your FNMs, if you notice this and you don't say anything, so your opponent has this creature out and you don't say anything, that's actually fraud, and mm-hmm. uh, you can actually be DQ'd from a regular REL event for that. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Hey. We're looking at you. <laughs> so, okay. Well, and that, and that is good to note too. So. Yeah, but anyway, but I mean that all of that aside, because I mean that's kind of a, a tangent here. I, I think this is a really cool card. Uh, I think oh, it's yeah. got it's got great artwork. I think it's got a home in a lot of uh, maybe not competitive level decks, but definitely, uh, you know, your more casual decks, EDH decks. I've got a a, uh, a commander deck that's Angels, and oh, I can't wait to put this card in it. Oh, sure. And it's right on curve, too. A 4-4 flyer for 6 is right about where it should be. Um, maybe, maybe you might expect to pay 5, but 6 with an ability. You know, it's it's not going to be a slouch. So, yeah, that's cool. It reminds me a lot of a card from the original uh, Ravnica City of Guilds. Um, 
and I've played with this card for so long as an enchantment, and I can see it in my mind. I don't, Mike. What's the name? I've been trying to think of the name for the last several minutes. It's got an angel and a soldier on it, and it concerted effort. Concerted effort. Concerted right. effort. Yes, and this just kind of reminded me of that between the angel and then the the whole all your creatures get this ability sort of thing. So, yeah, it's cool. Um, the, we've already done the Basilica Guards, we've done the Boros Elite, we have done Gideon, we've done Murder Investigation, I believe we did the Cloudfin Raptor, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so the next one is Enter the Infinite. Ooh. This is crazy. Um, huh? This is crazy. This is yeah. crazy. Enter the Infinite. It costs, um, infinite mana turned upside down, um, <laughs> uh, and Four blue. It actually costs eight mana and four blue. So that's twelve. And you're like twelve mana. Um, Might as well be a million. It's a it's a mythic. And yeah, I mean we have stuff like Kozilek the butcher. Um, <laughs> so you know these things are not unheard of. So what can twelve mana get you? Uh, well, this is one of these cards where. This to me almost feels like cheating, not because I think it's so good, but I feel like there's so many cards that try and do this or are ways to do this, and then the card just says, do it. You don't have to work at it all. It's draw cards equal to the number of cards in your library. Then put a card from your hand on top of your library. You have no maximum hand size until your next turn. Uh, the flavor text is, don't just have an idea, have all of them by Nib Mizzet. So... <laughs> You know, there's all these strategies over the years, how to draw infinite cards or, or, um, arbitrarily large amount of cards, uh, hopefully without, in fact, killing yourself at the same time through decking. Uh, and, you know, there, there's different ways to do that and different synergies. And this just says, if you have enough mana, do it. And, and you have this card, just do it. And I, I don't know, um, it almost strikes me as a bit lazy. And, and I'm sure, you know, I'm not trying to be hating on it. I'm sure, a player or some a, a large number of players, I hope, see this card and go, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" and have this thought that they never had before. And I will make the additional point of this is exactly what mythics are supposed to do. They are supposed to make you go, "Holy!" and then insert words there. And boobs. And they don't all have to cost a million, but for the effect, this you know needs to cost a lot of mana. So for a mythic, this feels mythic to me. So okay, everybody else. All right, so here I want to run the following scenario by you. I, I know you guys probably aren't really legacy players, but here you go. Turn one, land, lotus petal. Turn two, land, show and tell, omniscience, enter the infinite, win game. Yay! I, can I was shuffle. actually going to ask if anyone remembered offhand whether um, Dream Halls was still legal. Cause that's I was thinking that would probably happen too. I can never remember, is it? Uh, Gatherer... Dream I know it was banned for a while. It's been in Dream Halls is years. legal in Tempest, Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. Right. That's crazy. In Vintage, but not Legacy. No, no, it is in Legacy. Uh, Tempest oh, I'm sorry. My, my, my head bleh. Okay. His head yeah. bleh. Okay. So, yeah, if you can find ways to play this without paying the mana cost, like uh, Omniscience or Dream Halls, then this literally gives you every card in your deck. And I think um, Essence is probably the preferred one because everything literally costs nothing. 
Yeah, and um, you know, once you draw your entire deck, cast anything you want. And I, I gotta agree with you though. I think this card, you know, there are a lot of cards that hint at doing this kind of crazy, uh-huh. like literal card advantage. Not uh-huh. to plug my show, but this one is just. Yeah. Let's just take it over the top. Let's just go so far beyond the line. It's crazy. Let's just make a card that does exactly what you want to do. Which again, you know, yeah. If you have a hard time winning with this card, then yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I, I can see this one getting banned in Commander because I oh, can see this yeah. being totally yeah, not fun once mm-hmm. uh, once it sees. Play. Oh sure, yeah, the problem. I mean, it's it's, oh, it's, it's a tutor that tutors for your deck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Search your library for your library, you know. <laughs> so put one the, forest back. Oh. The problem I have with it is sort of like what Brian said. If you wanted to draw your deck. You used to have to work at drawing your deck. Like you had to, you had to construct a way to draw your deck. Now all you have to do is ramp. Like, bleh. Yeah. It, it just seems if, if all you have to do is essentially not necessarily splash blue, but play blue in your green deck to draw your deck, that just seems cheating. That's a heck of a splash. Well, I don't know. If you're ramping that hard... Uh, once, once you I get to 12, get... it won't be hard to come up with four blue. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, the other crazy things that I thought of, you know, you you play this in Commander, you just sit there and don't make waves until you get to your, your 12 mana, then just do it and kill everybody. Yep. And if you're worried about it getting countered, you know, play a Baseju who shelters all or something like that and pay your two life. Enjoy. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> laugh really hard when somebody does this and draws their deck and somebody else is able to use like a time stop or something like that in the middle of them going off or doing whatever they're doing and then their stuff gets milled or maybe somebody says a draw plays a card like Words of Wind. Each player draws two cards. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't Words of Wind and, and uh, is it Words of Wind or Words of, words of Wisdom? Words of I think Wisdom is yeah. Words of Wisdom. And everybody else draws one. Yeah. Oh. Vision Skeins is everything. Vision Skeins. There we go. Is that also an instant? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, Vision Skeins. It is an instant. Yay. So, haha. But then again, I'm just a bad person. So. All right. Uh, the next card, if we're all if we're all good with entering. Oh, yeah. I just. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to say that I think it's really. I I've been enjoying this uh, like dreamy geometric thing that Therese Nelson has been doing lately. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, the that's art, exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Is that I I'm really digging the Therese Nelson artwork here. Dirk, you got nope. anything? Nope. Dark, why don't you tell us about this next card? It's not the next one or the one after that, but it's the one after that. The Rapid Hybridization? That's correct. For one blue, it's an uncommon instance, and it says, Destroy target creature. It cannot be regenerated. Oh, no. That creature's controller puts a 3-3 green frog lizard creature token onto the battlefield. Pongify! Snake. Pongify, but, you know, it doesn't give you an ape. It gives you a frog lizard frog. But what I want to know is why isn't frog lizard kind of redundant? Like, why do they have to have? Why didn't they just make it frog or lizard? Oh, because Because it's a frog lizard. Yeah, it's a simic spell. Uh, Okay. What are they called? Crasis? Crasis? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Flavor text. The flavor text. 
We've merged your life essence with that of several creatures at once. You're welcome. <laughs> it, all, it almost feels like it would be right at home on um, Innistrad with some of the kind of like the crazy mad scientists, although they're more into yeah. like sewing dead things together than live things. <laughs> We've sewed several live things onto you. <laughs> um, it's a removal spell that in a pinch will will say somebody's like, Doom laid your guy, and you're like, in response, I'll turn it into a 3-3 guy. I mean, obviously, you know, some people are going to, like, wait and wait and wait and try and get the most value out of it they can to take a really big creature and make it into a frog lizard thing. Um, but I think it's worth noting that both applications, if if it's where the game state is at, are can be the correct application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Pretty straightforward. Stolen identity. Uh, one of you people talk about it. I seem to have lost my. Uh... Oh, there it is. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. Uh, stolen identity costs four and two blue, and it's a rare sorcery. Put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target artifact or creature, and it has cipher. So after you're done with all that stuff, you can encode it to one of your creatures and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I am, creature. For some reason, I missed that artifact part. Here. I am really, I don't know. I, I've been diehard Orzov for so long, but the, the, the <laughs> Demir, the non-existent guild, is, is kind of calling to me. And, and this cipher stuff is really interesting. I really like the fact that you've got a, if you've got a creature out that you can get through, you effectively get the cop, get the spell twice in one turn. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's why so many of them seem like they're a little too expensive. Yeah. It's because if you if you play it right, you can get two. And then, in theory, at least hopefully one or two more copies after that. If if mm-hmm. they don't, if they can't answer, the ability to take the best creature on the board and get a copy of it seems pretty good. I'm a fan of clone effects, period. So I'm going to be a little biased when it comes to this. Um, I don't really know if I have a lot to say that's very insightful. I'll let you guys talk about it. I think it's cool. It is definitely yeah. cool. Have you considered Cypher on a double strike creature who's going to get through? We did talk about that last week, yes. Okay. That was, was pretty awesome. The, my, Mike, in fact, was like, double strike, and we were like, Because, <gasps> yeah, that seems really good. Really, yeah. really good. And, of course, the way this one is written, and I'm, I'm sure this has been mentioned before, because of the way it's written, you can put the Cypher onto the token you made. Uh, yep. Like with the... Um, like with the thing that called makes the, the, the flyer. Yeah, the call of the Nightwing thing. Yeah. Batman sidekick. Um, because hey. of the way it's worded, yeah, then it result, it does everything else in it, and it doesn't target or anything. So, yep. Yay. Yay. Okay, uh, next up is the Crypt Ghast. Clues, would you like to tell us what the Ghast does? Uh, sure. Crypt Ghast. Uh, Ghast. Crypt Ghast. Something else entirely. You should avoid that. Crypt Ghast, on the other hand, costs three and a black. It is a rare creature spirit. It has extort. It's a 2-2. And, because that wasn't enough, a a 2-2 for four with extort's probably not good enough. Uh, Whenever you tap a swamp for mana, add black to your mana pool in addition to the the mana the land produces. So, 
have more swamps. In fact, that extra swamp, uh, that extra black, just use it to pay for that extort. How about that? Yeah. The synergy here is amazing. It's like, hey, here's another exhort guy. And, you know, of course, the more triggers you have, even if you can't use all of them, the more you have, the more flexibility you have. And, hey, here's a way to pay for it. So, uh, yeah, this seems really good. I mean, yeah, like, kind of like free extort. And, you know, looking at this artwork, I think it's going to look awesome in foil. Mm, oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. With a slight purple in there. Yeah. yeah. Who did this? Chris Wrong. Chris, Chris Wrong. Yeah. Never heard of it. Uh, he's, he's been around a lot lately. You just haven't noticed. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. This does not feel too good for me. Like, you know, oh, this is broken or whatever. But this feels awfully darn good. I, I'm terrible at judging constructed cards, so I'm not even going to go there. All that a lot of that also depends on whether or not there exists a deck for it, because standard isn't just about singularly strong cards throwing tusk, uh, but it's also is there a shell <laughs> it can go into? Um, but I don't. This card just seems good. Period. It, definitely solid. I I could see this working really well in limited, uh, really well in casual. I, at four mana, it's kind of iffy for constructed, but. I don't know. He's pretty cool. Hmm. Oh, Chris Ron. Okay. Wow, that's even more cars than I thought. Yeah, and he oh, did. Crap. Um, not only did he do the 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 toothy vagina corpse Jack Menace, but he did Cyclonic Rift, which is the greatest spell ever made. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. He did Blade Steel Colossus. Oh. He did the Huntmaster of the Felt. Dude, why am I not seeing that? He did Night Captain of Eos? I just don't pay attention. Because, like, I know lots of these cards, and I love a whole lot of these. He did Kasali Guild Mage. A Pride Mage, rather. Killed Mage. Wrong set. Huntmaster. Wow. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, Let, Yeah. The, um, the extort on this guy made me remember. Um, did you read, uh, did you read Gavin's development article? I did not. About, oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, you know, you talked about being really disappointed about how Extort was this super mega awesome multiplayer mechanic, and then uh, the the Obsidat's ability was definitely not. Yeah. 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 In um in Gavin's development article, he says that the that Extort was changed to each opponent pretty late in development. So it actually so, started out as just like. Um, Obsidat, and I get the feeling that, you know, Obsidat already looked like that, but then they couldn't also change him to each opponent because then that would be a little too good. I guess, and and that does make some sense. So, I yeah, like I said last week, I just I, I love Extort so much, and when I saw the Extort likability on Obsidat, I was like, yes, and then it's like. It's only one player, and then when it removes itself, when it exiles itself, it exiles itself, exiles itself at the end of your turn. Doesn't come back until the beginning of your turn, which in multiplayer is much worse than in single player because that's a lot more people it can't do anything about. So, but you know, um, but not not to beat a dead horse or a dead group of ghosts, but uh, I still don't think that I don't think the car is terrible by any means. So, but I do appreciate you letting me know about that. I'll have to go back and read that. That's the one that came out on Friday. Uh, yes, that's right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Chewy. Yo. Feeling a little under the weather. Uh, no. You guys are just covering everything before I have a chance or interest. <laughs> 
You don't have a touch of the play. Oh, I thought you were asking why I was so damn quiet. This is called a segue, Chewy. Sorry. You see, should be used to them from Jack. Jacks are so terrible that when they I are hear uh, a, a well, uh, a, a well, I won't say that was good, but a not terrible one. Yeah, yeah I love this card. Undercity Plague for four and two black. It is a rare sorcery with Cypher. Remember that. Target player loses one life, discards a card, then sacrifices a permanent. As uh, our good friend Bill put it to me in a, a chat we were having about it, it is the slowest cruel ultimatum ever. <laughs> or it's it's a one-sided smallpox. How about a one-sided smallpox? Now, granted, I don't know how much you'd say. How much will you pay for this? I don't know how much you would pay for a one-sided smallpox that doesn't make you also do all the stuff, sacrifice things, discard, lose life. You probably wouldn't pay six for it. But then, again, that's where we come from, Cypher. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the most annoying Cypher cards to deal with. If they have a way to protect the creature that it's on, then... It, like we said, if there's ever a removal spell that has Cypher with it, that's really, really difficult to come back from. And this is continuously sapping your resources. Uh, it's going to be like, well, gee, what do I do now? Um, I guess I'll play more guys and try and drop my hand, and then they're getting picked off, and you're still getting the spell without paying for it, and I lose. So Yeah, seems, it's going to wreck limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's probably where it's um, got the most potential for just pissing everybody off. You, you get a nice uh, cheap flyer and go to town. Mm-hmm. Just kind of crush their soul a little bit at a time. That makes sense. My only complaint for this, and I can't believe I'm even saying this because I'm not usually that guy, is actually kind of with the art and the whole idea maybe of the Undercity Plague. I'm like... How is this like a cipher, like, you know, something you would want to encode? Because wouldn't it kill the messenger, like, literally? And I wish maybe oh. almost if we had some sort of, again, I know I'm getting pretty geeky here, but I wish, I wish maybe we had in the art, like, um, a, a Demir agent, like, popping a poison pill into something. Because then <laughs> that, well, then that would make a little more sense with, with what's going on here from the, but you know, I'm I'm not one to belabor that sort of point. I'm usually focused on the card itself, and the card itself seems pretty good until I'm stuck under it and feeling miserable. This is what we call a griefer card, boys and girls. I don't know. Um, so far, none of the cipher cards. Um, well, no, I'm not so sure. Never mind. Yeah, except for maybe um, the uh, uh, the windfall one. None of the cipher cards actually show any anybody doing anything, you know, because of the demir work, work in the background like that. Even a whispering madness is not actually showing the the demir person who's doing this to this guy. Oh. So it, so it it wouldn't have that same secretive plan thing if it actually showed a demir agent doing something to a dude. I'm gonna say he's behind that column in the background. <laughs> But you're right, the, the flavor does seem a little bit off if the guy who's ciphered on is spreading the plague, because he should mm-hmm. die too, but... Maybe it's... Maybe he's, like, mailing anthrax to people. Yeah. Well, then the we should have somebody, like, advocate. licking an envelope in a, in the art, you know? So. <laughs> maybe with his address book open. Um, okay. 
So who loves dragons? Everybody. <laughs> Yay, Hellkite Tyrant. Last dragon that we had with Tyrant in the name was like Dragon Tyrant, which was freaking badass. Uh, first rare uh, double strike dude, and even though you had to pay a bunch of mana to keep it around, it was awesome. Mike, how much do you love Dragon Tyrant? Uh, enough to know that he was not the first rare double strike guy. Oh yeah, not the um, yeah, not the other rock shard, whatever. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, so this is the Hellkite Tyrant. It does not have double strike. Uh, it costs four and two red, and it's a six-five flying trampling mythic rare dragon. So again, for six, a six-five flying and trample. Uh, when he deals combat damage to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls. That's just weird. Uh, the dragon flies over and is like, I'm going to hit you in the face. Ah, and then I'm going to steal all your toys. <laughs> and then um, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 20 or more artifacts, you win the game. Alternate win condition. Yeah, I, I, I think the card is cool. I, I think it's interesting. I guess it kind of goes with the hoarding you know, image of the dragon that sits in its lair and is surrounded by gold and that sort of stuff. The art looks like something out of Godzilla to me. I just can't help it. Um, or, or King Kong, maybe. Um, because it's, he's climbing the Empire State Building and all we need is some planes. <laughs> oh, you know, the altarists are totally going to have a feel. Oh, yeah. This one. Oh, yeah. And if that's just one of the 20 artifacts that he's got, then. This must take up a lot of room, um, if that's like a tower or something. But uh, so, what do you got? I'm, as, the reason I'm kind of focusing on the art is because, as interesting as these abilities kind of seem, I just don't know what to say about them. You smack people, you take their artifacts. It's obviously most applicable in multiplayer because by the time you've hit them a couple times from a six-five, they're probably going to die anyway. So it's going to be like, mm. go ahead. Uh, or uh, if you're if you're playing against an affinity player, because that's hilarious, because you take their lands. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, I also wow. hope that the uh, playtest name for this thing was Dragon Bully, because he really does beat you up and take your lunch money. I know, right? <laughs> I like that. What a jerk! <clears throat> I'm gonna punch you in the face. I'm gonna steal all your stuff. Little Billy comes home from from school and like. His coat is burned to a crisp, and the mom looks at him, and she's like, have you been getting into fights with dragons again? No, mom. <laughs> Billy, where's your soul ring? Didn't you take your soul ring to school today? Um, I'm, I must have forgotten it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I, I really think Clues needs to read this next one. Yeah, I was going to say, did you guys read the next one yet, or is this new? No, it's no. new to us. Okay, fantastic. So uh, the next card here is Hellraiser Goblin, and I would have named it Goblin Hellraiser, but it's Hellraiser Goblin. Uh, he costs two and a red for a creature Goblin Berserker. He's an uncommon. He's 2-2. Two, two. Creatures you control have haste and attack each combat if able. So uh, I like Hellraiser Goblin. I think he's interesting. I think he's I think a lot of people have the potential to screw this up, particularly at the pre-release, because if you play him pre-combat main, he has to attack. Yeah. But if you play him post-combat main, you've got enough blockers out then you can make the opponent go crap and have to send all their stuff at you. 
Because it's all... Con- oh, wait, no, it's... No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I thought it was all player. Aha. Yeah, yeah, was, no, it's just, just your dudes. I was so distracted by what I think is some of the best art in the entire freaking set. It's I pretty was good. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, creatures have haste and must have dang, that's awesome. He's like, oh, busting through the wall. He's like, so, yeah. Yeah, I want to say two things, and one is uh, I do like the flavor text, which is don't let him lead the soldiers, but by all means let him lead the way. And secondly, I need an altarist to make the Kool-Aid man break in through that wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Somebody either tweeted or in the forums or something. It was on the forums. Yeah, for like, oh, yeah. Was it Jars? It seems like it was Jars. Sounds like something he would say. Yeah. If it wasn't, my bad. But, yeah. (laughs) I've got to have, oh, yeah. It just, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, given all your guys' haste, it's pretty good. He's a fervor with legs uh, that also forces you guys to attack, but... An extra two points of damage. Yeah, but uh, there was probably a reason you were giving your guys haste. It was to let yeah. them attack. Yeah. I think this is pretty good. Seems pretty good. Watsy, give us more goblins. Aren't there enough goblins clues? Damn no, it. No, no, there are not enough goblins. Never. I mean, if nothing else, just give me goblin chieftain back in standard. I kind of need that guy. Yeah. Well, moving on to things that are not goblins, we've done the rest of the red card, so it's time for a crocodile frog. This is the only... <laughs> <laughs> this is the only mono green card, so take it away, Mr. Dirk. The yes, you are type. Crocanera? Crocanera? Crocanero? Crocanero? Uh. Yeah, the uh, crocodile with the whippy, ta- whippy tonguey thing. Yeah, the crocodile frog. That yeah. one. The, uh, it's two and a green. It's a crocodile frog. Wow. He's a one. <laughs> He's a 1-3 with reach and evolve. And he's a common. And he's common. Goblin yeah, like common sounds a little better than crocodile frog common. <laughs> <laughs> you know that bird is thinking, oh, what the hell? That card's going, that bird's going, dude, I was mutated too. Don't eat me. Once again, this is one of those instances where the fact that Evolve says power or toughness is going to be really important because you can play a 2-2 and this will evolve into a 2-4 because the 2-2 has a higher power. So, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that on several um, cards that could be, that we've seen that could be played in a, in blue-green deck. They have the, the mismatch power and toughness. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. So you, yeah, you gotta work to pay attention with that sort of stuff. Oh, okay, sense. not bad. It's a common. Uh, Mike, you want to take the next one? It's um, the angry woman. Oh, did we already talk about the almost beast? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, I was like, this is great, and she was like, I don't like it very much. <laughs> I could, uh, and I like six six for four. Woo! But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Aurelia, the war leader. She is a legendary mythic angel. And for two, two red and two white, she's a three, four with flying and vigilance and haste. And whenever Aurelia attacks for the first time each turn, untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Yeah. This is crazy. Seems pretty good. I like the fact that it has haste and that it's a relentless assault on a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that alone seems pretty ridiculous. Note that it's a redhead. <laughs> Thank you. 
somebody somewhere, which might have been on our forums, on another forums, I'm not going to say who it was. I don't. I that's not to predict their day. I just don't remember. Said something about this goes well with cloud shift, and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, because you attack, you get the additional combat phase, and then before you then um. After you deal combat damage, before you move to the next combat phase, you cloud shift her out, and then when she attacks again in the new combat phase, it will be the first, I'm using air quotes, time that she's attacked this turn, mm-hmm. um, and you'll get another attack phase. Oh, but, that's, that's dirty. Imagine if you could get cloud shift on Cypher. <laughs> you could just infinitely punch them in the face. That is happens. so Boros. That would be very Boros. Um, I'm going to punch you in the face until I get sick of it. So, <laughs> until I win. So Vigilance, Haste, 3-4. She can attack into uh, a restoration, restoration, restoration Angel and live. Although the important thing to remember about these things is that combat damage, which normally you can just kind of not worry about after combat unless there's burn will stick around. So if you throw all your guys and they have a bunch of blockers and then you go to attack again, the stuff that you've got left, the stuff that, they, that they've got left still has their combat damage until the end of turn. Mm-hmm. So don't forget. But cool. Uh, every every legendary creature we see now, you have to think, would this be good in Commander? <laughs> and yes, yes it would. Yes it would. <laughs> yes, yes, this would we're we're calling it here, folks. This card is good in command. Breaking news. <laughs> oh jam. Okay, uh Chewy, it's your turn if you want. Do you want to really? talk? I love this guy. You love this guy? Well then tell us about this guy. Biovisionary. For one a green and a blue, he's a two three human wizard who is rare. He tired of his fellow researchers and their useless prattling, so he decided to make a network of scholars with whom he could carry a conversation. Longest ability ever. I know, (laughs) but he hates everyone else, so since he hates everyone else, he just hangs out with himself, so he made a bunch of himself. And, much like me, if you had a bunch of me standing around, then you win, clearly. So at the beginning of the end step, if you control four or more creatures named Biovisionary, you win the game. And the first thing that popped into everyone's mind was uh, probably uh, Infinite Reflection. Mm -hmm. First thing I thought of was clone effects, and then everybody, just like clone, uh, Phyrexian Metamorph, that sort of stuff. And then then somebody said uh, Infinite Reflections, and it was like, oh yeah, and then everybody started saying it at the same time. But... That's this is beginning of the end step. So, yeah, that's the only thing that troubles me about this card. This is a a I'm gonna win the game and you don't actually have an answer. He doesn't have to stick around until your next upkeep. It's, upkeep, it's yeah. literally the turn you play him. If you can duplicate him, we're done. Yeah, I mean, so many of these alternate win conditions, like the um the dragon we just saw, uh. Being, yeah, the, uh, the Hellcat Tyrant says beginning to upkeep. Alternate win conditions like, uh, Mortal Kombat, um, like, uh, the, the 40 life or more guy, uh, the Felidar Sovereign, all say beginning of your upkeep, and this guy is beginning of your instep. And I wonder if that's because they feel like 
it's harder to pull off than we think. And quite frankly, if you're letting yourself, I mean, you, you have to dodge all sorts of removal. Um, if you, it's kind of one of these things where if you lose to Biovisionary, I don't think you should feel bad about yourself exactly, but. You're a horrible person and you deserved it. I mean, what? Well, I mean, I mean, I think it'd be he. Go ahead. Uh, his strategy definitely dodges all sorcery speed removal. So mm-hmm. your Dread Boars, your Supreme Verdicts, your Day of Judgments, Wrath of Gods, those are all useless against this guy. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody's going to try and slew a roll you and actually play four of them. Or, or play one on turn three and then try and get to turn four to play the Infinite Reflection or something like that. Then you still have a window. It does cost – Infinite Reflection costs how much? Four oh, six. hey. Uh, six. Six. So you need nine mana to make this work, which is definitely doable in certain formats, but it's not a lock. What were you going to say? You said, no, no, okay. I, was, I, I was thinking of, uh, of a combo, but it doesn't work. Never mind. Oh, what was it? I was trying to figure out a way to uh, use Kiki Jiki to make a whole bunch of copies of this guy. Uh, <laughs> the, actually, one of the thoughts that I had when I saw after some of the clone stuff before Infinite Reflection was was Soul Foundry. Ha! <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which isn't you know necessarily fast because you can only make one token a turn, but, but it's, it's kind relentless. of it's relentless. I I do hmm I don't know it, like you guys were saying with all of the other alternate win conditions your opponents get warning or at least a a shot to try to keep it from happening if you manage to pull off your combo of some sort whatever it is although I guess that's like any other combo if you manage to pull it off and your opponent stepped out you win this yeah. one's just based around this guy so we yeah, we're not thinking there are lots of there are lots of combos that live in your hand until you play them and win. Yeah. Uh, Splinter Twin. Did see. For example. Yeah. All right. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. The Demir are so charming. Um, and that's all I got. Sorry. Uh, Demir charm for a blue and a black because it's a charm and it's for the guild. What a surprise. It's an instant. It's an uncommon like all the others. Uh, you choose one. Counter target sorcery spell, or destroy target creature with power two or less, or look at the top three cards of target player's library, then put one back and the rest into that player's graveyard. Excuse me, apparently this card gives me gas. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about this one. Sometimes the charms are kind of hard to evaluate <laughs> as far as not knowing how everything else is going to shake up. Uh, I don't know how effective blue and black for counter-target sorcery is, but, you know, it's one of these things where, again, because you get to choose the, you know, everything is situational. You get to have all these itty-bitty silver bullets on one card, and it's never going to be completely useless. And then you've got, like, the the little kill spell, and you've got the little milling spell that also can kind of, like, leave them with a dead card on top. It does say target player, right? So you right. could do it to yourself, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Like, it's one of those that has plenty of utility. Like, it's it's you're always going to have something to do with it. But I don't know if any of the things you could do with it are good enough to warrant a spot. Like, I don't know if the flexibility is worth the card slot. With uh-huh. these well, yeah, I mean, for, for all these charms, for all for the effects that show up on them, 
there are already cards out there that do that thing much better for uh, the same cost or less. But yeah, instead of having three slots for things you aren't sure about, you just have one and you can pick. I mean, yeah. you play this and you know you need one of those other cards, but not a whole lot. I don't. I'm not using words right. Uh, so it's, it's just hard <laughs> to evaluate. Do you talk good? Not today. Oh, you don't talk good. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and move on to the next card then? This, um, I love this guy too. Mike. What? <laughs> Hurry up. I think it's your turn. <laughs> Well, which, which card is it? The chat confused me. I thought we already talked about that one. We have not talked about that one. Really? What? Yeah, Mike Flores previewed it on Thursday. Oh, we, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so Domri Raid is a new Planeswalker. He's Mythic Rare, and he just costs one, a red, and a green. And he starts with three loyalty. So another three mana Planeswalker. And a completely new character. So, plus one. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Minus two, loyalty, target creature you control fights another target creature. Minus seven, loyalty, you get an emblem with creatures you control have double strike, trample, hexproof, and haste. Wow. Yes, so... So already, his, his limit break is stupid. I mean, that's usually the case. Yeah, usually we don't evaluate Planeswalkers on their limit break because, oh my god, it's super awesome. I mean, I like it, but it's cool. It takes you a while to get there. I mean, starting at three and then going up to four, five, six, seven. That's mm. that's actually going to take a while. That's, that's a long time to go completely untouched. Yeah, I, th- I think the reason it takes a while is because... Unlike, um, like original Garrick's Overrun, uh, you know, when you first do it, Domri's Emblem will have pretty much the same effect as Overrun, but you get another chance at it if it didn't work the first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, dog. Double, that double strike, I mean, mm-hmm. even without the others, mm-hmm. double strike and hexproof means, uh, you need to have wrath or you die. Yeah. And I gotta say, I think that Watsi is putting hexproof on too many things. They're sprinkling that around like candy. Thank and you. I agree. Yeah. I think that Hexproof is just too much upside. It, it's something that should be... It, it's fine to exist, but it should be used very sparingly. Shroud? Sure. Now I can't buff my guys. I can't equip my dudes. That's fine. But Hexproof is just too good. You are preaching to the choir and I say amen. I completely agree. <laughs> they, they haven't even used Shroud on anything in... in Pre-Innistrad, I think. I have not seen Shroud on anything. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Because Hexproof is in every set, so putting Shroud would just confuse people. So it doesn't. I guess, work. but but I agree completely with Clues, where it was one of these things where, well, you can target my thing to kill it, so I can't equip it, I can't enchant it. All right, that's that's fine, and you deal with it. And Hexproof, you know, showed up on Troll Aesthetic and on Plated Slagworm, and on a couple things from here and there, and it was always something really special. And now it's like, oh, that guy is Hexproof, and that guy is Hexproof, and that guy is Hexproof, and it's like... Yeah, you see it like hey. on Common Flyers and other whatever. Have you guys yeah. seen the the new uh, deck that is currently tearing up, I think, Modern? Uh, no. No? It's... Actually, it might be the daily deck today on uh, the Mothership. 
It is. It, this one's called Modern Wombat. And it's, oh. it's Glade Clever, Glade Cover Scout, Core Spirit Dancer, Slippery Bogle, and some of the most ridiculous creature enchantments. Because Glade Cover Scout and Slippery Bogle all have Hexproof. And it's got like Spirit Mantle, Spider Umber, Rancor. <laughs> Slippery Bogle. I, I like Slippery Bogle, but that's be, again, that was, and I realized it was a common, but it was sort of a weird thing, and it mm. was completely on its own in more Person must feel like so. such a goon when they die to a slippery bogle. That's hilarious. I won so many triple eventide drafts because I would force Simic, I would force blue, green all the time, and I would take slippery bogles and uh, gifts of the overbeing over almost anything else. And I would gifts just go... Gifts of the overbeing is great. And, and I would just go... My goal was go turn one slippery boat, turn two gifts, just go. And you can race the Boros red-white decks and their mimics and whatever. You can race them all day long with that stuff. So... So I, the Slippering Bogle will get to pass for me, not for any good reason, just because it has a place in my heart, but I'm completely and utterly biased. So, Dude, he, he gets a place in my heart because he's going, meh. So what about Domri before we get too far? Oh, plus yeah. One, plus one ability, look at the top card. It's not even like look at the top two or three. It's look at the top one. So on the one hand, I mean, you know, he kind of sort of protects itself if he draws you into more creatures. If it's not a creature card, well, I mean, doesn't... if you're if you're playing Domri, then you're probably playing a lot of creatures. Yeah, probably. So, so there will probably be someone around to help out to use his fight ability too, which is another way yeah. to. But I mean, you've got at least a forty percent chance of of it being a land instead. So I, I, it's not a guarantee. The fight ability is really cool, and I'm glad it's a minus two because that's ridiculous. Fight on a stick. <laughs> Hey, sorry. I was playing Virtual Fighter Five last night. Really? Well, the the only you know kind of uh, tension I see there though is if you're hitting this guy on curve. If you're playing him turn three, you know you have maybe a two two, maybe a two three, maybe a one. I don't know, one four. Maybe a one one out. if you've got a, a if you've got like a mana dork or something. Yeah. And so you're probably not going to minus two him right away. You're you're mm-hmm. instead going to plus one him. And when you plus one him. Well, first of all, if you're playing him on curve, you got no mana to, to play whatever you draw. And if you're going to plan to use his minus two, you want bigger creatures to fight with. So whatever you draw, you're not casting this turn. You're probably not casting it next turn either. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, but, but I think his, his minus two is super, he, he makes him a three mana planeswalker that is relevant late game. Yes. Yes. Whoa, that's, that's weird. That's, that's the uh, that's the more important part about him, yeah. I'm so glad that uh, Sun Titan is gone. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sun Titan, fight! Yes, sir. That's what he's good for. Sun Titan, oh. save me! Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Damn we got a couple life. more to go through. Sun Titan, get your clone buddy to be a Sun Titan. To get your clone buddy to be a Sun Titan. And all of you punch Chewy. <laughs> clone buddy fight. Oh. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, man. But, yeah, I really like this guy. I'm, I'm, I might actually uh, try to put a, fit a couple of these in my beast deck. You would, wouldn't you? 
I totally would because uh, contested cliffs in that deck is one of the most amazing things ever. And he is sort of an, uh, a contested cliff, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much in that deck. What'd you say, Mike? The contested cliff is not fair. It's not fair. It is not fair, and this is close enough to the same thing. <laughs> well, at least we know when you play that deck just to be like, all right. <laughs> Everyone just get Chewy. Oh. Make sure he doesn't keep a big beast around. Come on now. I can't <laughs> kill that many things per turn. Her, her. All right. But, yeah, I, I, I like him. Let's just leave it at that. He's he's awesome. Okay. Got a couple more to go through if we're okay to keep moving. No, what do I keep talking about? Dub. Okay, we're good. Clues, why don't you tell us about the Dusk Mantle Guild Mage? The Dusk Mantle Guild Mage, which is a pretty cool name. Dusk Mantle Guild Mage. He is a blue and a black, so two mana for a 2 2. He's a Guild Mage, so no shocker there. Uh, he's uncommon. He's a creature human wizard. So, uh, all of you out there with Cavern of Souls named human or wizard, either one's fine. Uh, he has two abilities. Again, Guild Mage, no shocker there. For one, a blue and a black. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere this turn, that player loses one life. So, okay, your mill's not getting it done. Why don't we just make them lose life while milling? That'll be fun. And his other ability, two, a blue and black. Target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. So at first, they look like abilities that are kind of synergistic. I can activate the one and activate the other. But then I realize, holy crap, I just spent, like, what is that, seven mana? Seven mana. Maybe to... I, yeah, maybe I could use that for something else. To, to, to <laughs> take two cards and two life. And you don't even take the life for yourself. You They just lose it. Mike. But when that bastard reanimator player on the other side of the board is about to mulch or something, just go ahead and, and activate the first ability. Definitely cool. All right, Mike, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say what? Grizzle Britain, oh wait. No. <laughs> I saw your post in the forums. What oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that yeah. and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, Bill, Bill started posting some uh, combos with other stuff, so when I saw Dusk Mental Guildmage pop up, I was like, what? Because he makes so many cards that are just okay otherwise, they win the game. So, of course, next to Dusk Mental Guildmage, I posted... Uh, Jace, um, Maria did. Oh, um, yeah. Emo Jace? You lose 10 life. Ha! That's, Congratulations. That's, if you, that's only if you activate this once. Yeah. You could go. Yeah, if, if, yeah, if, if you, you know, if you have the Dusk Metal Guild Mage out, you know, 5 mana, you play Jace. If you hit your 6th, activate, activate the Guild Mage twice and 0 loyalty, you're dead. I mean, heck, even if you don't have the uh, the emo Jace, this actually makes Mind Sculpt a good card. No, yeah. this makes Mind Sculpt a great card. <laughs> Let's see, in blue black, five mana, lose seven life. Damn. And mill, and mill seven. Don't don't forget you and still mill get seven. Them. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, you might as well swing with your other dude you got sitting there, and maybe fill block. And either way, they're losing life. Oh, okay. is there a mill effect that has cipher? Not that we have seen yet, but if they did not print one, I would be actually really surprised. Huh? I said if they didn't, then they're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, I I, I could even see like for one and for for a blue and a black or a blue and one, target player puts the top three or four cards in and then cipher. So. All right, know, that seems pretty cheap for a cipher spell, though. They'll probably make it like seven mana. 
two cards. <laughs> I don't know seven mana for just like three or four <laughs> cards. <laughs> well, it might be two mana for two cards. I could see that happening. That's what I was thinking was two. Like dampen thought. Yeah. All right. It's uh, it's Dark's turn, which is actually working dampen out <laughs> quite well. Dampen thought is awesome. So this is the elusive Crassus. Yeah. It's a fish. <clears throat> it's not um, just a fish. Fish mutant. You, you uh, get all the evolved cards, apparently. For one, a green and a blue, he's an uncommon fish mutant. <laughs> and he's... Can, Name of the episode. Episode uncommon fish mutant. Yep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh, okay. So what does an uncommon fish mutant do? <laughs> well, he's a zero four for for what we're talking about. I was going to say for one, but no. He's a zero four that is unblockable and has evolved. <laughs> a zero four unblockable. Woo! <laughs> like woo! Yeah, and except he's got evolved, so Thank even goodness. you know something as insignificant as experiment one comes in. <laughs> And suddenly he gets evolved. He's like, now I can hurt people. <laughs> Wait, or my fish tastes fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, because he's got such a big bottom on this, I mean, he makes he makes the one right above him, the Drake Wing Crassus. He makes that evolve. Yeah, the they they make each other evolve. You know, yeah. whichever whichever one comes in first pumps the uh, the, the second one pumps the first one. Drake Wing Crassus doesn't have evolves. Yeah, there's that. Oh, never oh, mind. Oh, never mind. Oh my god. Nope. Uh, I do. You like, know what I mean, though. I do like our, that this guy is our crocodile frog from before. <laughs> or crocodile What were you gonna Crocodera? say, Tira? Yeah. I, I do like that this guy. He plays wall. Until you get enough power to make him worth swinging with. Yeah, the only bad thing is that he doesn't have vigilance because vigilance would go on this guy like peanut butter. I think then he'd be too good. He'd probably be, and it's not really quite right for the colors. I mean, green gets some vigilance, blue gets a little bit, but um, but I'm just saying, like from a give me everything I want perspective. Oh yeah, and he'd also have reach and fire breathing. Yeah. And butt breathing. I mean, sun pants. I'm still laughing about, you know, Brian's suggestion of peanut butter and fish mutants. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Waiter, my fish needs more peanut butter. <laughs> Although, I don't know. That might work because the mutant part might taste like jam. I'm sorry. Um, All right. Okay, it's time for confession now. Oh, God. Uh, Chewie, it's your turn. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to confess something. Hang on. i got to go find the damn card image gallery again. Here. Damn Chewie. Damn it, Chewie. Foundry Chia, we talked about him. Oh, dude, this guy. This guy, I don't know if I like him or not, but he's so cool. I love him. High Priest of Penance. He... My cord is wrapped around my chair arm. High Priest of Penance is a 1-1 human cleric for a white and a black. He's rare. He's a 1-1 rare cleric. And whenever High Priest of Penance is dealt damage, you may destroy target non-land permanent. What? He's like, oh, 
like someone bumps into him at, uh, in line at the the grocery store, boom, and suddenly their shopping cart explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. So all I require is faith, loyalty, obedience, trust, and complete and utter devotion. I mean, is that really so much to ask? Are Are any of you guys uh, Are any of you guys Venture Brothers fans? I'm not familiar with that. I have never actually watched the whole oh, Okay, okay. The Venture Brothers is a cartoon on uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, they don't produce very quickly, so there's only like four seasons or so. But there's a character in there uh, named Dr. Henry Killinger, and uh, he, he sounds just like Henry Kissinger. And it's his voice that I hear when I read that flavor text. <laughs> that makes sense. And honestly, he kind of looks like the character in the show, too. So maybe that would be a great elder. <laughs> but as far as actually playing with this guy, I love the fact that he just swings for one forever. Because who's going to block him? Yeah, or he's the ultimate blocker. Why would you swing? Why it's, in God's exactly. name would you swing into this guy? So you play this Unless with... you have an unblockable, uncompen fish mutant. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much the only reason I could think of to swing into this guy is if they literally played him on turn two. And you're like... Well, I've got a couple dorks out. Let's just go ahead and kill this before it gets really, really problematic. And you think they'll actually block with it. That's pretty much the only reason I would ever attack into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if you pair this with an angelic skirmisher, then you can swing for one every turn, and, <laughs> and you can not get attacked every turn. <laughs> uh, my mind, immediately, when I saw this, I was like, all right, have to find some way of pumping his toughness so that you can actually, like, get reusable vindicates out of this. Uh, exalted. Let's give him exalted. Seems good. I was thinking uh, you play something to pump uh, hey, clerics. And then honor, the, honor the pure works on this guy. He's white. Honor the, he's white, yeah. And uh, uh, the evil honor the pure that works on black. That's racist. Bad moon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, you could just throw, is it indestructible on it? What, what's the, what's the enchantment that actually gives indestructibility? Indestructibility. Yeah. Lame. Hey, what's that enchantment that gives lifelink? Lifelink. Vigilance? Vigilance. Vigilance. Lame. What's the one that gives first strike? Lance. Yup. <laughs> Got there. <laughs> Alright, next time I, I give my guy first strike, I'm saying he gets lancing until end of turn. <laughs> But at least, um, was it Battle Mastery that gives Double Strike? So it's not just a card that's called Double Strike. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Yay, Milling. Uh, up next we have Mind Grind. Which gets oh. my vote as the best uh, name ever. Good, good God, this card. For blue and black and X. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. Each opponent reveals cards... Each opponent. Yeah, I didn't see that. Until yeah. yeah, it took me a few reads to get that one too. Well, I'm I'm literally like having this moment right here. Yeah. Okay. Me too. That's that's not right. Each opponent reveals cards from the top of his or her library until he or she reveals X land cards, then puts all cards revealed this way into his or her graveyard. X can't be zero, so you can't just say blue and black. Hit it until you reveal zero land cards. What? Um, but. Yeah, and and it's that variable, like, you never know how many you're going to get. And you could, like, put five into X and, like, hit five lands in a row, or you could put five into X, and they go land, 
non-land, 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 land, non-land, non-land, and mill like 10, 15 cards, and you're never going to know. I completely missed that this was each opponent. All right, I hereby pledge my loyalty to Lazav, Demir, Mastermind, because I really was thinking Orzhov and with the exhort mechanic for multiplayer, but they're doing milling and they're doing it in a way where it actually, like, between this and the pre-release card, this is really good in multiplayer. So as far as this card goes, again, it's variable. You never know exactly what you're going to get, but I love the fact that you know, they had the original um pay a black and and a blue and X mill spell in the original return to Ravnica re, original Ravnica, which was just mill X cards. And I think it also gained you life. So it yeah. kind of puts you a little further ahead. This you don't know if it's gonna be again X, it could be more. But the thing is you know it's going to be at least X. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and, and you can reasonably expect on average, to get between two and three times what you put into X, reasonably. You're not going to get it every time, but most of the time, it, you know, it'll average out to that. So I, I picture the following conversation happening at Wizards. So it's it's Aaron Forsyth and Mark Rosewater, and they're standing by like the water cooler talking, and Mark Rosewater says to Aaron, hey, you know how we always make vi- mill almost viable? And Aaron goes, yeah. And Forsyth just goes, what if we made it actually viable? What? A little steam comes out of uh, out of their ears. That's cool. Uh, oh, my thought went to. It's a good thing this will not show up in Duels of the Planeswalkers for the new expansion, because with the five <laughs> color deck, you would play this and win the game. Because <laughs> they've already searched out like eight of their freaking land. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Ah. All right, uh, Mike, why don't you take us to Genesis, Chapter Mystic? Chapter X! Chapter X! (laughs) Mystic Genesis. For two green and two blue, we have a rare instant. Counter-target spell. So it's the always fun blue-green counter spell. We'll see what we get. Counter-target spell. Put an XX green ooze creature token onto the battlefield, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. I like that. Seems pretty good. Welcome to Commander Mystic Genesis, we where people play big spells. We have Fork. I uh, I do want to mention, because this, this came up on, on Card Advantage, just to remind everybody, when you cast a spell with X in its cost, its converted mana cost while on the stack includes that value of X. Uh-huh. That's right. And then when it's in the graveyard, it loses X equals zero. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere yeah. but on the stack. So, like, when they go Sphinx's Revelation for, like, six, and you go, how about if I get a 6-6? Six, six? And I just counter that. Except you don't get a 6-6. Six, six. You get a 9-9. Yeah, nine. you get a 9, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, we understand where he was going with that, yeah. so. Pretty nice. I, I... Hold, I hold your Mystic Genesis for Mind Grind, because otherwise <laughs> you'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> but someone on Monday Night Magic pointed out that this is not quite... Uh, Draining Wilk, because Draining Wilk was mono blue, cost six, gave you an actual creature, and flew, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's it's up there. Yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Counter a bear, get a 2 2 and shit. What about Mystic Genesis into Wilk and Draining Wilk? I don't know. <laughs> Seems 
pretty good. It's a hard counter for five, and they don't print hard counters at anything less than three, unless it's something silly like Romand, um, which is kind of a hard counter. I mean, it says counter target spell, then do stuff. <laughs> but this is this is hard counter with an upside, and this upside, it's uh, this is not to be underestimated because especially if you know everybody's kind of curving, then this is probably going to be for at least a four four or a five five. Yeah. So, and if it's the two drop spell that you just cannot deal with, then you get a two two, and that's okay because it's the one you couldn't deal with, I guess. So. <clears throat> yeah. It's a great way to get rid of a slippery bogle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's next? Clues? Who's clues? Blue's clues. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know it's, what all of these uh, are. Sig- signal the clans. All right. So signal the clans. It is a red and a green for a rare instant that says, search your library for three creature cards and reveal them. If you reveal three cards with different names... Choose one of them at random and put that card into your hand. Shuffle the rest into your library. So I so, like the way if you don't choose three differently named creatures, then what you're doing is searching out three cards, showing them, and then <laughs> shuffling them back in. Hey, I found Look at these cards really weird. I have. I'm gonna <laughs> shuffle them back. I found it really weird that they even gave you that choice. When I was reading this, I was like, at first I was like, well, wait a minute, why? And then I was like, uh, and then I was like, well. Wait a minute. What if? Okay. Well, then, what happens to them? Like, are they exiled or what? No, they're not. They're just so. Oh, ugh, ugh, yeah. Ugh. See, see, the thing is, if it was just search your library for three creature cards with different names um, and reveal them, you know, like a like a gift ungiven or something, you wouldn't even have to find three cards. So they'd have to build the rest of the ability in this backwards difficult to read way to make it work the way they want it to i guess i guess and and i get why they have to do that it just for me i was like it was kind of Mm -hmm. jarring to read so you so when you do it right at instant speed you pick three creatures out of your library you get one of them at random and the other two don't even go to the graveyard they just get shuffled back in that going to the graveyard would be too powerful i think well yeah and I and I agree, but uh, if you're and especially if you're d- built to abuse that, but especially like a limited format where you may not have as much access to recursion, you know, then you at least get to have them later. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems pretty good. Uh, it's not like format warping or anything like that, but you get three, you get one, and yeah, trade this for a creature. Seems good. Why not? At, and especially in limited, like I said, you're gonna, it's more likely where you're not gonna have like four of this and four of that, you know, you're gonna have ones and twos of everything, so. I don't know, I, I don't think it's very good. Like I don't, I don't understand its purpose, honestly, cause if you need a creature spell, just play a creature spell, don't play this card, as far as limited goes. Well, you get to pick what kind of creature you want. You get to pick, you know, if, if you, if you're like, you know, damn, where are my big creatures? You can go and get um, your your three big creatures and like, whew, finally, and get one of them. Mm-hmm. Or, you or, if, go, or if it's uh, early enough, then you pick one drop, two drop, maybe a two drop or a three drop. Yeah. Or maybe you need the mana ramp, and so you go Lanowar Elf, Arbor Elf, Birds of Paradise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or you pick three giant creatures and say, which one do you want to die by? <laughs> no subtlety, Dirk. 
<laughs> well, for that, you get the mistress of hip thrusting. Um, we've got, we've got, what? <laughs> we, we've got two cards in the row here, and one is actually a reprint. So, Dirk, why don't you go and take the next two cards? Sky Knight Legionnaire making its return. Her return. It's return. And she's coming back with a bang? With a crotch <laughs> in your face. With a lap dance. <laughs> one red and a white. It's a flying, flying haste human knight. A 2-2, two, two, and it's common. This card is so iconic, I really do understand why they brought it back, because it really represented the whole Boros thing in the original set. And this art is so terrible, it's disappointing. <laughs> it really is. I'm sorry, but who who can tell me that that art is not awful? It I normally don't say... Uh, that is the, the, the vampire lady with the third leg. <laughs> Olivia... Let's let's not go there. Clues, what were you going to say? I I normally don't say bad things about artwork. I I really don't. Because, you know, different artists have different styles. Sometimes I don't like them. Sometimes I do. But this one... Art art is pretty subjective by its nature. I just don't understand why it's pelvis to the face. On on Monday Night Magic, the only thing we could think of was that it was was cropped due to something. There was something in the art that they were like... Like, you know, maybe it's it's uh, uh, Chandra over here with no hair, and they were like, oh, crap, we're not showing that until uh, M14. Yeah. <laughs> or like the Drake she's writing was, you know, holding up his front claws, giving the double deuce, you know. Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's meant to be like, this is totally in your face right now, but, mm-hmm. uh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's weird, because when I saw this art previewed in one of the um, articles they had put up a few weeks ago, I actually saw it, and I said, well, that's weird. That looks like it might be some kind of Sky Knight Legionnaire. Is this new art for Sky Knight Legionnaire? That's stupid. That can't possibly be right. That was that was my thought process. Damn it, Mike. And you know, the, possibly the worst thing about this art is that it hides the fact that this is a good card and that you're going to want to have this, especially in Limited. And yet you're gonna be like, I played this thing, and you're gonna be like looking at it from the side. Uh, all right, I Dark. Mean, it's, it's, the 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 big thing about it is is that you don't know why she has flying haste and the Sky Knight Legion there unless you already know what you're looking at. Yeah. Because the Drake is completely obscured. Yeah. I actually don't know if that's a Drake. She might be riding something else. Yeah. Which might I mean, be the reason be why piece. she's thrusting. Oh my God! It's. Uh-huh. A- well, or she could be on a, a like a, oh, God, Dark. <laughs> You're welcome, bud. Or she could be on a thrall or something like that. Uh, Dark, take us to the next card, please. <laughs> Sun Home Guild Mage. It's Sauron with a Hadouken. <laughs> it's uh, for red and a blue, or red and blue, red and white. <laughs> white. White. For red and white, it's an uncommon human wizard that's a 2-2. And as with all the guild mages, it's got two abilities. For a colorless, or for one, a red and a, and a white. You almost did it again. I've asked I almost <laughs> did it again. Creatures you control get plus one, plus oh until in a turn. For two red and a white, put a one, one red and white soldier token with haste onto the battlefield. Those are both really good. Yeah. Yeah, that first one's not to be underestimated, especially if they can activate it more than once. Well, and I love they've got like more than two dudes, then it, that's really good. 
Well, and I love the fact that, you know, if the round is kind of stalling out, all you have to do is make a guy at the end of their turn, and I realize it's got haste, but go ahead and do that to free up your mana, and then just send the little dudes in. And if they start blocking, then you pump the tough, pump the power, and the tokens will trade with things that probably aren't tokens, and you just keep, and if they d- get through, then congratulations, you get to keep your creature, and you just keep pumping out more and more, and he can get out of hand really easily. I remember the, um, Selesnya Guild Mage, the original Return to Ravnica was one oh of the strongest God. ones because you just uh, went, make a guy every turn. And in case you can't tell, they're all grunting because of bad memories. And if I, if this is actually closer to that than I realized because the, uh, the, one of the abilities it had was make a token and the other one was creatures you control get plus one plus yeah. one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, take that and put it in Boros, give the guys haste, and bake them a pie. And that's what you got. I also think that the artwork on this one is pretty good. It's so Boros-y. I'm going to punch you with fire. Uh, Hadouken. Sauron with a fireball. But it, but it's a red Hadouken, see? So that's that's even better. <laughs> Apparently. No, it's not as flame-intensive because blue's hotter than red. So the kids keep telling me... <laughs> And I keep trying to ignore them. And it would, like, with a hammer. Anyway. Alright. Who, who's next? You are. Yes. Urban Evolution. I love this card. Three, a green and a blue. It's an uncommon sorcery that says, draw three cards, you may play an additional land this turn. That is so cool. Very useful. So, Explore was what? One and a green? So, basically, for two and a blue, Draw three cards. When I explore, also drew you a card. So oh. Explore plus divination, exactly. Oh, well, there you go. That's hey, cool. And that's why I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's solid. I love the, one, of the, one of the problems you always have with drawing a couple of cards is that usually, you know, you're going to get at least one land in there, and you have to wait another turn to be able to use anything So to, to be able to play it. So here you go. I, I really like it. It's pretty clean. It's pretty straightforward. But the two abil- the the draw cards and the uh, additional land just have so much synergy together. It's crazy, and that art is really interesting and uh, almost a little obscure. I think it. I don't know what that is. It's rising from the sea. It's some sort of hybrid something. Yeah, I was gonna say, given that it's the Simic, pick two things, yeah. cram and them together, add peanut butter. Squid advisor. <laughs> it's it's a squid advisor. That's right. All right. Next. Uh, Viscopa Confessor. For three, a white and a black, and uh, is a 1-3 human cleric. It's an uncommon. Uh, It has extort, and when he enters the battlefield, pay any amount of life, which if you've been using extort, or if you plan on getting back with extort, you can pay a little more. Uh, Target opponent reveals that many cards from his or her hand. Choose one of them. And exile it. Seems pretty good. And by the time you play this guy, unless they're really, you know, doing a good job of playing control, keeping a fairly uh, big hand, it won't take but like three, maybe four life, and you get to reveal their hand and pick the best card, and then also have perfect knowledge of what they've got in their hand. Um, I kind of like this guy as far as where he is on the curve because he reminds me a lot of the Agent of Masks 
which, mm-hmm. you know, he's also holding a mask. And the Agent of Mask was this iconic card from um, Guild Pact, where at the beginning of your upkeep, he would hit each opponent for a life, and you would gain the total amount of life, which is exactly what Extort does now. He did it for free, but... um so I kind of like almost the the imagery there. I had this really random, really, really random um, epiphany the other day, and it probably doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but uh, Ravnica City Guilds and Return to Ravnica, the first word in those starts with an R, right? Yes. And Guild Pact and Gate Crash both start with a G. Hmm. Oh yeah, we never pointed this out because well, we we always and, forgot to make fun of Dragon's Maze. And Dragon's Maze and Dissension both start with a D. I don't think that means anything, but my little head was like, "Whoa!" And then I, you know, ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, yeah, I thought that Wizards confirmed that they did that on purpose. I was gonna say, and Brian did is they? now the last person to think of this. <laughs> I was busy eating sandwiches. Hell yeah. Okay. Fish but I know it's getting late, sandwiches. and I, I know it's getting late, and we're lucky to still have dark. So uh, let's keep let's mm-hmm. keep going. We've done a lot of these. Um, dark is next, and it's a Simic card, of course. It's the biomass mutation. Biomass mutation for X and a hybrid uh, green blue two hybrid green blue mana. Uh, it's an instant that's rare, and creatures you control get X uh, get no. X X. Or become XX until turn. So yeah, yeah you can drop a lot of mana into these guys, and they get wickedly big. It's it's a one shot mirror entity, or uh, yeah, is it is it mirror? What's the the mirror? Um, mirror entity. Yeah. Yeah. But it's important to remember that it's in Simic colors. So if any of your guys have plus one plus one counters on them, all you're doing with this is changing your base stats. So say you've got a 1-1 one, one Evolve guy with three plus one plus one counters on him, so he's a 4-4, four, four, right? Well, you put three mana into X, and they're a base 3-3 three, three with three plus one plus one counters on them. Mm-hmm. This is Overrun, ladies and gentlemen, and it's an instant. It doesn't grant Trample, I know, I know, but close enough. Th- this is the come-out-of-nowhere... After blockers are declared, and you lose. Did you recently make a crap ton of uh, sapperling tokens? Why not I make did. them big? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Next. Next. Uh, let's see. Pit fight. The pit fight. Mike, pit fight. All right. I was really glad to see this. Pit fight costs one and uh, a red-green hybrid. And it's a common instant. Target creature you control fights another target creature. I was waiting for the instant fight spell. And here we have it. For some reason, I completely forgot that Prey Upon was a sorcery. And it's nice because this is also red, and, you know, fight feels very red. So. Get him! I like, you've got the big, big gruel guy uh, towering over an Orzhov priest. And the flavor text is, all the coins in Ravnica can't save his soul now. And the guy is, like, pointing a finger like, you're going down. I don't watch WWF like Chewie does, but maybe, you know, insert phrase here. It's it's actually WWE, and I haven't in a long time. Although I have been working on watching The Undertaker's uh, streak uh, at WrestleMania and 
He doesn't say much actually before a fight, so never mind. <laughs> he just points <laughs> sort of like that. Ooh, I don't want to do the next one. I had to read it once already. Yeah, I was going to say the next one, it, it's Clues' turn. I feel like Chewie maybe should do this one, but I understand if you've <laughs> done already. So, Clues, why don't you tell us about the Rubble Belt Raiders? Okay, Rubble Belt Raiders. They are a 4CMC, so a colorless and three hybrid red-green. So any combination of red and green you want to for those guys. Uh, you get a 3-3 rare creature human warrior. And whenever rubber be- rubber belt, <laughs> whenever rubble belt raiders attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it for each attacking creature you control. See now, her staff to me almost looks like a bungee cord. When you said rubber belt, and I'm like <laughs> boing <laughs> boing. Yeah. Uh, so I heard they previewed this on Monday Night Magic. We um, did. I tried bad. to get Clues on to join us, and Clues was like, oh, I'm not even in the right state. I was like, sucks to be here, buddy. Too yeah. bad. The Mana Fool doesn't get any exclusive previews. Well, <laughs> well You think we'll like, be used to it by now, but we never will be. <laughs> but now we can't complain about it anymore. You can't complain about not getting previews. So. No, we can't. Uh, <laughs> Why can't Son of a bitch, we don't get previews. <laughs> uh, I like this guy. He's good. I mean, yeah, I, I like him, it a lot he too. He counts himself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So when it swings, you're you're swinging with a four four. Yeah. And they're plus one plus one counters, so mm-hmm. it'll stay whatever size you make it for the next attack, which is crazy. Yeah. Is this guy the same cost as that spider thing from Gruel originally? The um. Solifuge. Yeah. That was Solifuge was two and two hybrid. Yeah. Okay. And he was a what four one with haste. Four one with haste and shroud. Oh yeah, and, forgot about shroud. And trample. And trample. I don't think he had trample, did he? I think he had trample. Giant solifuge. I'm looking it up. So um, he did trample haste shroud. I'll be damned. He was yeah, the nuts. I, I can see this guy getting out of hand fast. Yeah, and that you know it's a four four if it attacks alone. I feel like anything I say I've heard from Monday Night Magic, but you know lightning mauler. <laughs> Lovey's a cold eyes. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, uh, when Will said that on uh, Monday Night Magic, my my jaw dropped. I went, because oh, that's cool. Because then she gets plus two, plus two, and haste. There's that Goblin Hell Raider guy. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe you had Hellraiser Goblin out Hellraiser. last turn, and then play this guy. Swing, and if you lose a guy, okay, congratulations, you've got like a five five or a six six. Um. Oh, uh, somebody pointed out Corpse Jack Menace. I think that was on our forums. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. And because you can play this in mono green, that's pretty simple to do. Yeah. That's that's actually not too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Moving so, on. Key runes. Which ones have we done? We have done the not Mirror Boros. Gruel. Yeah, okay. we have not done the Boros one. So the Boros one is nice and simple. It costs three. It adds... Uh, white or red, it's an uncommon. And for a white and a red, it becomes a 1-1 red and white soldier artifact creature with double strike. Buh. We, uh, several of us, I only very recently listened to our last episode, and several of us called this in, in a joking way, and we're like, and some of us were like, buh, and some of us were like, awesome, thinking about it. Oh, we did, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Ah, that's awesome. But at least it's just a 1-1. <laughs> at least. Mm-hmm. I think they really couldn't do it any more than that. 
No. Um, or it would just be stupid. Yeah. And having, like, oh, making it a 1-2 with Devil's Drag is just, oh, come on. Really? They could make it a 0-1. Yeah! Sorry. Oh. All right. I think we've only got three left. Um, two from today's articles. Uh, one of which was just posted in the I'm gonna notes. Dig through our forums real quick to make sure there's no more there. So, I like Marshall. Hey, you know what? What? Since I just did a stupid, uh, a stupid thing, I'm gonna steal another one. Okay. Should I steal? Mar- I'm gonna steal Marshall's because I got to meet Marshall. Okay. <laughs> Not the Syndic of Tides. Syndic? Syndic. Dick. Syndic. Syndic of Tides is a two-two for one and a white, and it has extort. You want to know the cool part? <laughs> it's a common. It's yeah. Also, it's also a human cleric, but eh, whatever. It. It's a common with bear with extort. Yay! Yeah, value, value. Um, as much as I have said before, I feel like that word gets thrown around a lot. Extort, good. Low cost uh, on the mana curve of extort. Good. Power and toughness equal to casting cost with extort. Good. Flavor text, really good. Uh. <laughs> Entrance is free. Donations are required. A notice outside the Viscopa Bank. I like it. Nothing else to say, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, technically it's my turn, but since the very la- the the second to last one of these that we got here, I just posted the link in the show notes. Is in fact the leader for the Simic. I guess maybe Dark should tell us what this does. Uh, give me the link to that. That one again that I just put there from before. <laughs> and you yeah, have to you have to, you have to scroll down to the bottom, and then um, click on the blue text where it says the new guildmaster of the Simic Combine. Okay. Prime Speaker Zegana. I did what <clears throat> for two two green and two blue. It's a one one. She, whatever it is, is a 1-1 legendary creature, merfolk wizard, that's mythic. That's a lot. Uh, Prime Speaker Zagana enters the battlefield with X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, where X is the greatest power amongst other creatures you control. When Speaker Zana enters the battlefield, draw cards equal to its power. Wow. Uh, That seems okay. Mike pointed out in the forums that this is like the best possible lord for your evolve guys because no matter how big they are, she automatically becomes the biggest creature you've got because you take the biggest creature you've got and you put 1-1 onto it and she comes into play that way. And when they see her, she comes in with those plus one plus one counters so the others see her like that and they go, okay, and we're going to evolve now. Because you're bigger than all of us. Uh, not to mention lots of cards. Lots of cards. Yeah, you should be doing this for at least three. And three is, like, low. Three, when you're casting her at six, you should be getting five. Or I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. I'm <laughs> in three plus one plus one counters. And, of course, it's power. It's not equal to the number of plus one plus one counters on her. So uh, it, it's at least four. I'm saying even if the game is not going well for you, it should be at least four. 
if you want to be respected, it should be five or six. I know, but <laughs> but it's just Mike's respect we're talking about. So, eh. so what do you think, Dark? I like it. <laughs> Imagine it's, that. That's to I the know. point. I mean, I'm I'm looking at and the, the first thing that comes to mind is the Simic Sky Squalor. And I'm like, ooh, that's going. I got to build a deck around that. Let's throw this in it. It's gonna be a purdy deck. Dark does not do things subtly. No, I've already like I already knew whenever I saw evolve and all that. I'm like, as soon as I knew that what was going on with this, I was like, okay, I'm building a commander deck. Well, you you've been you've been simic before simic was a thing to have. Yeah, as and soon as I realized what simic like the, all the stuff simic did. I was instantly a Simic guild person, and I have not deviated since. I pledge allegiance to the Simic and the colors of green and blue. Yay, I'm a Yay. advisor. <laughs> All right, do we want to cover this last card? Elder Goat. What? No, I don't want to cover this last card. This is crazy. <laughs> okay. It's the Frontline Medic, and this is so strange. Really so, is. so wait, what you guys were talking about before, someone actually said they had to tone this down to his present state? What? Uh, uh, well, the, uh, the, the Twitter let, comment from Forsyth? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so well, let's talk about the card. Let, let, we'll, let's, let's talk about what it does first, and then we'll talk about that. Uh, so, Frontline Medic, you're immediately like Human Cleric. And guess what? It's a Human Cleric. I actually thought maybe this was one of those clerics back from Onslaught where you could tap it to prevent damage equals the number of clerics you controlled or whatever. And, uh, it's not that one. Uh, for, so it's a Human Cleric. Clerics, you know, don't usually fight. Uh, it costs two and a white. It's a Human Cleric. And it's a rare. And you're like, okay, it's a 3-3. Three, three. It's a 3-3 three, three for 3, and it's a cleric. And you're like, what? And then it's got battalion, because clerics <laughs> like to attack. And whenever he and at least two other creatures attack, creatures you control are indestructible this turn. And at that point, I'm like, I kind of get it, because he's protecting your other guys. I get that. And I'm like, all right, that's the end of the card. It's not the end of the card. Sacrifice Frontline Medic. Counter target spell with X in its mana cost unless its controller pays three. What? Yeah, that's the only, <laughs> that's the only appropriate response is wait, what? So, to recap, Human Cleric, power and toughness equal to its mana cost, which is three, which is like Blade Splicer big. Um, which again, at the time felt a little bit like pushed. Um, Battalion ability on a cleric with a random sacrifice to counter a spell with X in its cost, but it's not even a hard counter. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a weird mana leak for – the first thing I thought of was like, oh, it's kind of like Gaddock Teague. And I'm like, why on earth does this card remind me of Gaddock Teague? Well, you know, you could kind of think of it, uh, maybe it was originally a little bit more like Thalia. You know, so Thalia said that, you know, spells, non-creature spells cost one more to cast. Uh Maybe it was originally spells with X in their mana cost cost three more to cast, because that's really what it says. Uh I mean, when you get right down to it, if your Uh opponent can read and remembers that you have out Frontline Medic, 
then when they cast an X spell, they're totally gonna uh, pay the extra. I pay uh, I pine I pay mind grind where X is five and like sacrifice my frontline medic and I'm like I'll pay three because I noticed that you had that guy out. <laughs> so quick, flash him out onto the battlefield, then sacrifice him. So uh, here's here's what Forsyth had to say on Twitter that made us. I mean, the the, the card is kind of head scratchy. It's really what what? That's not all I'm scratching. Uh, so Forsyth tweeted, uh, sometimes we have to make late adjustments to cards after all the art and flavor are done due to future future league concerns. Frontline medic was one. So for those who don't know, the future future league is their oh, internal like, testing group. Mm-hmm. And so they obviously saw a need that needed to be filled and some role that needed to be filled. And this guy fills that role. So it wasn't necessarily made better or worse as far as stats or anything like that. But it, the second ability almost certainly comes out of a, we but need for some to. Reason, yeah, they had to make it different. Yeah. I'm thinking probably Sphinx's revelation and or, uh, Rakdos's return. Uh, maybe something we haven't seen yet. Maybe mind grind for all we know. Since it's the future, future league, they felt like they had to address this. So hell, it could be something in 2014. Chandra busts through a gate. That's the name of the new card. <laughs> it costs okay. a red and a red and X. Looking at at the the conversation thread that he's having here. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, hang on. Aaron Forsythe said, uh, well, hang on, let's see. Somebody asked, is Gaddick Teague principal under modern standards of resonance in regards to uh, this guy? And he goes, to me, yes. Kithkin dislike big things. That was the point. X was there for rules reasons. He's talking about Gaddick Teague, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Never mind. Well, let's defend. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm missing the beginning of this uh, conversation because this doesn't make sense. Although... Uh, he did say, I'm happy we're at a point where cards with wonky flavor really stand out as abnormal. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Think about back in Judgment. Would we even be questioning what this guy is doing from a flavor perspective? They had squid no. people. <laughs> Hell yeah, squid people. No, but I'm, but, and, and I'm, and I'm kidding, but I'm also kind of serious. You know, I think that's exactly right. I think <laughs> years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It'd be like, oh, look, it's a creature and it does this. And that would be the end of story. It wouldn't yeah. be like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. It would be like, hey, white card with words on it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a good card. Wait a minute. Wasn't, um, prismatic strands in judgment? Yes. God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> You just hate prismatic strands. I love prismatic strands. It just pisses me off. <laughs> Sorry, I just it just occurred to me. Hey, look, white card words on it from Judgment. Hmm. <laughs> Where have we heard that before? Vaguely. Oh broken. no. I don't know. That's hmm. it's just weird. And the the way since the things that it does are so bizarrely disconnected is what gets me. Yeah. What on earth does the second ability have to do with? anything else and why is it on an aggressive creature because i mean i guess that's some tension I mean, like yeah like the only the only thing i can think of if i'm saying like okay why is a medic countering x spells the only thing i can think of is earthquake or bonfire like yeah. is there something like that that's such a problem that was such a problem in their future future league 
the medic has to be countering it. I don't know. But it's not like on a normal utility dude where maybe his whole point is kind of, kind of like um, who's the merfolk you can you can sack to counter curse a, catcher. Yeah, it's like curse catcher. You don't pay play curse catcher to attack. Although in the meantime, until you use him, yeah, you're attacking with him, and pro- he might be getting pumped by a lord. But generally speaking, he's just not that aggressive on the curve. The whole point of having him instead of somebody else, is that ability. This is insanely on the curve and very aggressive, especially if you get out the other dudes. And so it's like, don't sack me. I'm hurting things. Okay, wait a minute. minute. I got it. I got it. I'm going to love this, aren't I? Yeah. What happened was, so they had white all done, and they realized they had to cut two cards so they just spliced so they, them together? So they stapled them together? <laughs> yeah, they had a 3-3 three, three for 3. They had the sack a dude to counter X crap, the taxer guy. <laughs> he he worked for the bank. And then they had the cleric with uh, the indestructible ty- battalion ability, and they were like, these are all really good. We don't know which one to cut. And Aaron Forsyth was like, I have an idea. <laughs> staple, staple. <laughs> like, hey, the duct tape. <laughs> You're hey, saying it was Gita. like uh, it was Friday at 4:30, and they had to ship it off to the printers, and That's they just went, fun. you know what? Exactly. We'll, we'll do it live. Just put them together. <laughs> what? It's just strange to me. You look at the art. Who's the medic? I think, I think it's, it's the guy with the shield full of stuff. Because if you look at the inside of his shield, it looks like it has like pockets for like elixirs and balms and things. Yeah. He's totally got a whole pharmacology kit right there. Yeah. He can whip you up. Uh, something to deaden the pain of that arrow through your knee so you can't go adventuring anymore. He's got something to get you high for when there's no fighting, you know. And he's got the glowy hand that says, I will kill myself if you cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do Don't it. Don't make me kill myself. I'll do it. That's right. Crazy. I'll turn this truck I, around first. I swear well, to God, man. if that bonfire, I am just giving up and going home. <laughs> I am just crazy enough to kill myself. <laughs> Don't do it, old oh. man. Don't do it. You oh, you guys are indestructible, for. but me, I'm. That's it. <laughs> uh, we should probably stop this. Yeah. <laughs> I get a feeling Dirk passed out already. Clues. See? No clues. Clues. Yeah, Safer. yeah. Clue. I didn't pass out. I'm here. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I know he said close, but not. It sounded like clues. I like pork. A so. Pork is- that's that's what we got thus far. That's everything to this point, and we're not going to wait around till midnight. No. <laughs> so in the interest of helping Dirk go to bed, we're going to mess it all up. Final thoughts, with Dirk. <laughs> um, the Simic stuff makes the makes Simic look even better. And uh, as usual with these sets, the the Ravnica block in general, I loved it. It was the last. Uh, set that I actually bought a booster box for. That's the original. And this one is no different. I I really enjoyed it. I, I'm definitely looking forward to this next one. Uh, this will probably be the last one in terms of pre-releases I can go to for a while, so... And if possible, I plan on trying to make it to the to Lucky's, and I'm going to try and make it to Hypermines, too. <clears throat> nice. They're supposed to have one like Friday, Saturday, the the releases, and I don't know when Lucky's is, but I'm going to try and make it to two of them. 
Dirk is... That way I can get two of the intro boxes. Dirk is, again, the person who plays the least magic, or who buys the least amount of magic, and he's going to go to more pre-releases than the rest of us. (laughs) Again. Well, this is the last time I can do it because the by then this is because after this the second baby will be here. So progeny, <laughs> yeah. Which means by that point, once the second baby gets here, I might have to go on hiatus for a little while. We'll have to see. Second baby, can we say it like yeah. that? Yeah, everything is gonna is gonna fall on my face. You know this this next uh, later this year because I'll have grad school and all that going on at the same time. Holy crap, I forgot about that. Or did I know about that? Yeah, he told us about that. Okay. It's... <laughs> yeah, I got accepted and saw me doing grad school, had the second baby here, and somehow we'll find the way to, to pay for it all and still survive. Dun-dun-dun. So, Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, we'll have to see You know, about two years from now. We'll see if how sane I truly am. Well, I mean, I can answer that. None at all. No, it will not vary. I was going to say, given your future plans, I'm pretty sure you're committable right now. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm off. Good night, Dirk. All right, Good <laughs> night, Dirk. Stupid preview episodes making us go long. Stupid clues being here and talking. Damn it, clues. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so now let's maintain the proper order again. Final thoughts, Mike. Okay, um, I'm actually going to bring in something that I've been meaning to do for uh, a couple weeks, but uh, I've just been forgetting about it. I, I decided, you know, since we're since Gate Crash is about to come out, I decided to go back to our um, Return to Ravnica conversation thread, both the normal one and the silly one, to see what our hits, misses, and close calls were. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Yeah. Um, I can't go through everything I wrote down. Because, you know, it's getting kind of late and because some of them are actually dumb now that I read them again. But, um, so, so multiple people were, of course, right about the Shocklands coming back. So that happened. Um, uh, Vexing Devil pointed out, you know, is it just me or is Chromatic Lantern about to be in every two plus color EDH deck ever? Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> um, Bill came up with something interesting. Bill said, now that I can see there are achievements for your guild getting the most points, I'd be really impressed if Is it didn't just win out on superior numbers, which, of course, it has, because there's just a million people in the guild. Um, lots of people write about Deathrite Shaman actually being good, and uh, an especially big hit in my book was Jar's interpretation of Golgari Charm. That was a pretty big hit. I enjoyed that. Oh, the, uh, the Golgari Charming dude? Yeah, <laughs> I think I put that in the show notes for the the episode that I saw it. Yeah, I think you did. Okay, uh, some misses that we made. Lots of people, including me, missed on calling the bounce lands. The bounce lands didn't come back. Instead, we got the guild gates. I got something really weird in my nose all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> was that a miss or was that a hit? I was just I, wondering that. I don't know. Too. I'll have to find out later. Um, <laughs> uh, multiple people were missed on the Shocklands being part of uh, the pre-release kits, the guild kits. That didn't happen. Um, pretty much everyone called uh, a blue Jace and was wrong on that. And I specifically was wrong about a monocolored uh, Kiora Atua being 
uh, the female planeswalker that hadn't been revealed yet at the time. Damn it. It turned out it was actually Raska. That whore. Okay. Uh, some close calls included uh, Volrath saying, I'll need to set aside money for ten different pre-releases to get a taste of every single guild. And I'm calling that a close call because someone on the forums did it, just not Volrath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wasn't it chaos? Yeah, it seems like it was yeah. chaos. <laughs> and the other close call was so many people about Niv Maggot's Elemental turning out to be a good card. He just seems he just seems to be perfectly on the edge of it. Not as much recently, but like, for a I while. Know there's, there's I, a I was never that deck. impressed by him. I know mm. there's a modern deck that people have been trying to brew using him. But yeah. I don't know if it's working yet or not. I think it's kind of like the uh, Heartless Summoning, where it's like right there, and people really want it to work, and it just can't quite do it. Well, uh, that deck, Jerry T and a couple other guys took that to a, a modern tournament, and it was the only fatal flaw in the deck is it, it's bad against Jund. <laughs> this, this is modern. It's bad against Jund. <laughs> That's like half the car, half the decks in the, or more in the format are bad yeah. against Jund. That, that's not, that's not a huge criticism, but it's also a major barrier. Somebody. Yeah, I, I think that's why it isn't breaking through. Yeah. Somebody wrote an article, uh, oh, it was Kendall from Kitchen Finks. He wrote an article about that for Card Shark. About what? The Nivmegas Elemental, uh, and Modern deck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where I got that from, actually. So, yeah! Okay. Uh, yeah, one thing I also decided to hit some of the highlights of the um, of the overblown baseless speculation thread. All right, so, of course, Brian brought up there will be an 11th guild, the Nicol Bolas guild. We totally didn't care for not having a mention in the last block. Uh, Bill brought up Nicol Bolas will own a strip club. It will be drawn by Steve Argyle. It wasn't supposed to be a strip club until Creative saw the art submission. It was supposed to be a restaurant. Uh, the uh. the Flavora Fred uh, said that uh, the complete set of Alpha Duels would be reprinted, meaning excluding Volcanic Island. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jars, of course, brought up free dissension uncommons. Too bad that didn't <laughs> <laughs> de Great said there will be one card with Urza trolling people in the background. Uh, Cyberpunk Otaku 01 brought up, as we all know, since Bolas has a hand in everything, including Gideon, this leads to the first ever triple-faced card with a Grixis-colored Gideon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had to I had to include this this one for Bill. The shock lands will not return. Instead, we will get split cards that have basic lands facing opposite directions. When you put it down, the land on top is the land type it comes in as. It only, ha- it only has that type. And it will turn to the other face when tapped for mana. Judges the world over will flip tables upon the announcement, forcing Wizards <laughs> of the Coast to deploy an army of robot judges. The most terrifying judge will wear a black and green striped shirt and will be known as Judge Dredge. <laughs> uh, Our listeners are the... Bill. Our listeners are the best listeners in the world. You did say that was Bill, right? Yes. Yeah, this this is why we love Bill. Well, I mean, I, I love all of our listeners because the creativity and talent that they put into this stuff, sort of stuff is just amazing. Love. So was was that all for you, Mike? Yeah, that's all. That is, that is some good stuff. <laughs> 
Wow, I don't have nearly anything that's good. I'm just uh, a little tired at this point. I'm I'm back to work now. I haven't really been out of work, but court shuts down for most of the end of the year, at least where I am. So uh, Monday was the first day I sat back in court in a while, and I was like, all right, what's my job again? What am I here to do? Um, you're Azorius, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you're detained. You, no, I'm on the other side. You, you're free. You, you're free. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's a keyword for that. Undetain. 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 This. This detain. Unleash. Unleash. <laughs> oh. You get a plus one plus one counter. No blocking for you. Um. But no, life is pretty good right now, and I'm looking forward to the pre-release. I need to get a hold of John, and because I haven't actually seen him since the last pre-release, I feel bad about that. It's one of these things where. If you know me personally, I like to think I'm a pretty good guy to get along with, and I love hanging out with people. And I'm just, and I am just terrible at keeping up with people and communicating over long term. Uh, I just am. I know it's not my strength. Thank Um, goodness for the podcast, or we would never have seen Brian again. Yeah, like what? Where was Brian going? What was he doing? Was like I don't know. I heard he moved back in with his parents or something. (laughs) Um, His sister's hot. Does she live there? We should go visit him. No, she's a doctor, so uh, she can stick you with needles and things. Maybe. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't mean to derail you. I just couldn't resist. I know. I know. And I'm done. Life is good. Yay, Ravnica. Yay. I'm waiting for them to do what they did last year, where everybody's going to be really excited for Dragon's Maze, assuming, you know, we don't stop make fun of the stop making fun of the of the title but you know the rest of the block has been awesome so we're looking forward to it and they're gonna be like oh by the way next year's set is gonna be blah 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 and everybody's gonna be like great who cares about the fall set no, about the spring set because we have the fall set to look forward to Woo! because avison restored was completely overshadowed by the announcement so it'll be something like oh, yeah. uh it'll be like a 200 planeswalker set um, with extended art dual basic lands. Uh, yes, basic lands that also happen to be duels. No, it'll you know. be uh, it'll be a return to return to Ravnica. <laughs> We're just since, not leaving <laughs> since they've determined that Ravnica is the most popular. Uh, plane Ravnica is the new Dominaria, right? It's, yeah, we're just gonna stay here, and occasionally we'll stick our toe out. Oh yeah. no, no, we're back, we're back at safe here. Yeah, you remember in the old days when it was like all Dominaria all the time, and it was like infrequent trips to other places, and now it's like, where's Dominaria? Is that a thing? The last time we saw them was Time Spiral, right? Yeah, and that was pretty messed up. So, so yeah, what yeah. about uh, what about Escape from New Phyrexia? What do you think about that? <laughs> Can it start? Does the it rock? have? Does it does it have? Um, oh, what's his name in it? The Rock. No, from uh, Escape from L.A. and Escape from New York. Snake Plissken. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he has to wear the coat and he has to talk like this all the time. Well. Damn, you just you got curb. yourself in a deep trouble, didn't you, Mr. President? So. Damn you, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, that's the name I was thinking of. You're the reason that Batman talks like such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, okay, this is my absolute last final thing to say, is that, um, 
I mentioned on the last episode uh, the the show Helsing Ultimate, and I mentioned how it's not appropriate for most uh, for for uh, younger audiences. And somebody on the forums actually mentioned that they they knew it and they think it's inappropriate for older people as well because it's it's pretty darn violent. He said it might be inappropriate for most people, which I don't think was a slam against the show. Just it's it's very it can be very brutal. Great. Now I um, want to go watch it. Uh... But. Uh, I think it might be Team Four Star, the same people that did the Dragon Ball Z abridged thing, um, did uh, a Helsing Ultimate abridged, and they've only done a couple episodes. Um, but hold on, did you say Team Four Star did this? I'm I, well, not not the not oh, like okay. Helsing Ultimate, but they did a yeah the Helsing, abridged version. Yeah, the the it might it says TFS Holy next to crap. it. Um. You that should you should it. watch it. That and must for, mean it's but, hilarious. And for whatever reason, and I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm not encouraging people that are young to see this, but when I see it on it, I did watch this on YouTube. It does not have the MA uh, warning on it, which it should. The the, okay. the abridged version does not. But I was watching the first episode of of the abridged version again, and I'm watching through the through the credits, and the last credit. And they're, they're talking about all the voice actors who did all the various parts. You get to it, and it gets down to the end, and there's a little pause, and it comes up and says, it's like, this person is this person, and, and then there's a pause as the credits keep going up, and it says, Batman as the GD Batman. <laughs> and Batman is nowhere in the episode, so it's just kind of a... What are you, retarded? <laughs> Uh, now, like like most things, you know, the abridged <laughs> version only makes more sense if you've actually seen the source material, but it's just awesome on its own. So, man, all right, well, I'm cutting Brian off. Hey, yeah, that's fine. Hey, clues, what you got? I I I don't have anything nearly as epic. At, I can't follow that. Let's be honest. But <laughs> uh, I I am excited about Gate Crash, if for no other reason, Boros. But I. I think that uh, Watsi deserves a lot of praise for sustaining such good quality sets. I mean, when when your low point is Avatar Restored kind of sucked for limited, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Because, I mean, the entire Innistrad block I thought was just spectacular. And then, uh, you know... Uh, a good corset. Corsets are always essentially here's corset. You know, I I don't know if you can actually make a bad corset now. Oh yeah. Well now maybe not. Yeah, but you know, then we get to the uh, the return to Ravnica, and they uh, they really I think just hit it out of the park. Uh, you know, I wasn't around for the original Ravnica block, but everyone I've talked to who was just loves what they've done with Return to Ravnica. And as someone who never saw Ravnica before. The new Return to Ravnica set and the Gatecrash set, they, they really pull you in, even if you don't have a vested interest in Ravnica. Yeah, if you don't have a vested interest in Ravnica, you, you do now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just spectacular. And I, I heard a little bit of grumbling when only a few spoilers were out that, oh yeah, Gatecrash looks terrible. I, I don't know what cards these people are looking at. <laughs> now, but... if you were listening to Monday Night Magic, that's hardly fair, cause those guys were jerks. <laughs> Yeah, they were. I don't know who they get on that show, but they're terrible. All of them. Every, every new set looks terrible to all the idiots who talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I like the way uh, Jack has – he's been trying to defend his crappy attitude about new sets here lately. He's like, 
Well, see, since I only play EDH, I'm looking for, and I don't play very frequently, I'm looking for things that are, like, game changers, not board state changers. And I'm like, shut up, Jack. Okay, well... <laughs> you're, we not, just, you're not doing any good. No one believes you. <laughs> I was going to say, look at Gatecrash. We just got, what, like, three legendary creatures that are all spectacular for EDH? Yeah, see, he just, he just hates things. <laughs> he okay, is the most hated funny. man in Magic, after all. Is he the most hated or the most hateful? Uh, no, I think actually Jeebus gets both of those, but let's not talk about him. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he sucks. Uh, <laughs> I also want to say that uh, anyone in the Durham area should come and check out Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina, because it's a great shop. And should they check it out? They should check it out. They really should. Uh, we get we got a couple of great events coming up. Um, we're doing a, a charity event this weekend, I think, and we've got uh, we've got a I think a super IQ coming up, and we've got a GPT coming up for uh, for Charlotte. So now clues. If you're there, don't they always have a super IQ? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I would never say that. <laughs> but he would never deny it either. You know, just saying. <laughs> So that's all I got. Is that all you got? And that's card advantage. And definitely, uh, people should listen to card advantage. We got some, some really cool guests coming up. Um, not going to say who, cause I don't know exactly when we're going to get them on for timing, but it's cool stuff is coming. So were you guys trying to get me on just to say hi or like to actually hang out for a while last night when I didn't have my headset plugged in and I oh, was we, trying to go get food? We thought we'd just make you hang out for the whole show. Oh, well, I'm kind of glad that I didn't have my headset because I, I was trying so hard to get shows posted last night. Yeah, I, I read on the Internet that you posted like 20-some yesterday. Well, no, since the 4th, I have posted 25 podcasts, and at the time, I still had like 10 to go. And I now have two, three, four more that have come up since I uh, tweeted that. <laughs> well, you'll be, you'll be getting another card advantage here in the next day or two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just kill me. <laughs> Go ahead and sound more disappointed just, about that, would you? Just kill me. But anyway. So, and you can find clues on Twitter at where, what it says in the show notes. That's right. It's spelled just like it is in the show notes. Yeah. And honestly, I have to admit, I've only listened to one episode of Card Advantage, but it was the one with uh, Chapin. Stabbing me in the back, man. That's terrible. I listen to, like, all your shows. Well, I, look, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> but anyway, it, that one was really good, by the way, the one that I've listened to. And I have about three on my iPod, but yeah. here lately at work, I keep having to talk to people, so I can't. That's no good. Yeah, and in order to talk to people, like, I can have music playing because I can just pop my ear, the earbud out and go, what? And then put the earbud back in, and I missed a few, you know, a little bit of music, whatever. But with a podcast, I have to hold on, reach in my pocket, uh, uh, unlock it, pause, what? And by then, it's annoying. Yeah. And when you have to do it like 18 times, oh, my God. We have a new manager, and he keeps coming to me to ask questions because apparently I'm the smart one. So it's bad when the new manager is like, hey, Chewy. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, wait, shut up, wait, what? <laughs> well, anyway, people should check it out. It's it's a pretty decent podcast, I think. I enjoy it. And I, the only feedback I see is positive, which is weird because you don't ever see – positive feedback ever on the internet so anyway uh well thank you very much clues for joining us it's it's, oh, it's been, been a blast i, it's been I have long having your bow tie here i have long wanted to be on the mana pool and see the difference is i don't think you've ever asked 
Well, I, you know, that would be rude. It, let's say. Oh, I really wish more people had that mentality. <laughs> I'm just. Well, saying. You, you, know, you guys have a, a pretty, you know, close knit uh, group here with pretty good chemistry, and you can't just throw any random dirtle in here. It's not going to work. Well, sometimes it does. Sometimes, yeah. So, I was going to say something witty, and I'm just too... Tired, it just fell off. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's not like Monday Night Magic, where it's nothing but random journals. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I want to point something out real quick. Well, not point, I want to share something real quick. Uh, Mark Van Velzen sent us a, uh, a zip file, or technically a RAR file, which is why Brian couldn't open it, of... RAR. RAR. Of cards, custom cards that he made based on our conversations in episode 260 about uh, TV shows. Yeah, I couldn't open it because I didn't have the appropriate... I'm really thing. surprised that Windows can't handle RAR files by itself now. That's weird. Mm. You want me to rezip it and send it to you? Uh, no, if you're going where I think you're going with this, then I can hold off. Oh, that's true, yeah. Uh, I was like, these are really great. And I said, hey, Mark, can I put these on the site? And he said, yes, go right ahead. So, at some point... Hopefully before too long. Mind you, I'm terrible at this game. Uh, I'm going to try to get these cards. Shut up, Mike. I'm going to try to get these <laughs> cards uh, posted on the manipool.com. There are 25 of them, and they're all really funny. So, And, and they're all based on, like I said, stuff that we said in uh, the show. So Data has protection from the colors he almost is. <laughs> Pay one, choose a color. Data almost becomes that color until end of turn. If data actually becomes colored, it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these are pretty great. So I'm going to try, like I said, try real hard to get them up on the site for all to see and, and give Mark full credit because uh, he, he did a great job of putting these together. And it took all of us just goofing off to, to make these jokes, but he actually put effort into making them look good. So... <laughs> and I had something else that now I have forgotten and I can't find. And that pisses me off. It wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that yeah, I don't remember now. <laughs> so oh well. Was it uh, nope, I don't know and I'm not gonna keep here and go uh so I guess we're done. So thank you again, Clues. You're my hero, as always. I appreciate it. Had a, so, had a blast. So in case our listeners don't remember, Clues is the random judge that came up to us, to, to me and Jack, at the Star City Open in Richmond? Is that what it was? No, I think it was Charlotte, but it, it was it was an SCG Open somewhere around here. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Richmond. I, but I've no? never been to Richmond, so was it can't it? be. Oh, no, that was the one where I hung out with, uh, with Stibbs all day. Okay, yeah. right. See, you're on par with Stibbs, Clues. That's how much I love you. And, okay, so yeah, it was the Star City Open in Charlotte, and he rolled up to tell Jack and I that he listened to the show and he enjoyed it and all of that. And it turns out that his wife was the hot chick that, that, that walking around all day. And then Clues is the guy who sat there and tormented me while I was uh, at that PTQ that I ended up top eighting. And then he's the guy that almost DQ'd Mike at the uh, the Escapist Expo... Uh, the, the, the thing we went to. What was that charity event called? Uh, that was the... Oh, God, what was it actually Hex, called? Hexproof something. Yeah, it was the Hexproof Escapist Expo Charity something something. Yeah, for something. gamers helping gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, uh, being the impartial judge that I was, I did not know who I was about to almost DQ. And I didn't know who it was when I chose not to DQ him either. True, true. Because you're good like that. And then, yeah, later or the next day or later that day when we were sitting there uh, eating, I told you that was Mike. And you were like, oh, (laughs) so, yeah, oh, this is Clues. And I like Clue so much after the PTQ that I brought him on to Monday Night Magic where he was a staple. And look, now he's got his own show. And the little man is growing up with his hot wife and his bow tie. And I'm just so proud. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it is now way too late. And I really wanted to get some goofing off done tonight. So I'm going to do that. So this has been, I didn't say it at the beginning, it's episode 262 of the Mana Pool. Uh, thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic. And they're, they're talking about all the voice actors who did all the various parts. You get to it, and it gets down to the end, and there's a little pause, and it comes up and it says, uh, "Can I see? The, can I say the GD word on here? I don't. Is that gonna be bleeped? Uh, yeah, I'll have to. I probably bleep it. Well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll just, I'll just keep <laughs> PG. It, it goes down. The end. It's like this person's this person, and and then there's a pause as the credits keep going up, and it says, "Batman as the GD Batman." <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.